Hello and welcome back to episode six. Yes, we made it to six of the Ripper, the Teller and the Gremlin. So this week we've got something a bit different. We've actually got a guest. A guest? We have our first ever Ooh, guest. A guest. Oh, you, you can hear him in the background. Um, <laughs> so I'd just sort of like to take this time to introduce you to him. His name's Matt. He is known to us as the critic. Uh, and do you want to say hello, Matt? Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm Matt, or the critic. Uh, so just a quick uh, just, uh, explanation uh, as to why I'm called the critic. Uh, so to keep it short and sweet, uh, I've been known to be quite an opinionated person, uh, just especially, yeah, uh, especially when it comes to films. Uh, however, uh, don't worry, my long-winded, over-exaggerated uh, rants are not really limited to films. Uh, they tend to happen pretty much with everything that uh, uh, somebody's asked for my opinion on something. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but as you'll, uh, as you'll probably find out, uh, I'm not the happiest of people when it comes to uh, anything. No, your, your, your critical, um, you know, sort of impressions probably transcend existence. I think mm. you can find anything <laughs> in the cosmosphere and Matt will find a negative in it. Yeah, any, any, and if you find aliens and he'll be like, oh, well, yeah, they're there's, short, there's, isn't they? Always, yeah, yeah, they could have been taller, or they could have been scarier. Disappointing. Yeah, yeah, there'd always be something with Matt. Um, but that, that's why we thought it'd be great to have him on here as a guest. Yeah, his and, opinions. Uh, get his yeah. brutal opinions. Yeah, Jesus. exactly that. Yes. Well, nothing's uh, perfect, so. Especially not in your books. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, straight on to this week, straight into the news. And I have some really exciting bits. So first bit of news for me is Total War Troy actually released on the Epic Games Store, um, and it broke the launcher. It broke the Epic Games Store. <laughs> so within the first hour, it had over a million downloads. Wow. Um, yeah, because it basically for the first 24 hours on Epic, it was free. Right. So did you claim your free copy? I didn't. I didn't, Bradley. You didn't. You no. didn't even claim it and didn't no. want to play it. Because I told you, Bradley. <laughs> oh, we've had this, for a year When it comes out on Steam. And but I, I thought maybe, Steam. just maybe, he'll go and get his free copy, just in case in that I, year. I, I debated it. I he did gets actually, a taste for it. I looked at the launcher and it was down when I, knew, I went on there. So I, I actually you'd, avoided you'd at least it. consider it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I mean, um, sort of... It, I, this is a, a great thing for the Total War franchise for sort of a new influx of, of a new player base. I know you mm -hmm. guys have never touched the franchise, but no. Matt, have you ever ever ventured into a Total War game? Uh, I, I played, uh, I, I wouldn't know what Total War game it was, but uh, I've definitely played one for, for a good half an hour. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say big I was... Fan. Big yeah, fan. Big, big impressions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lifelong fan there. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, so, so they, um, like I say, it's, uh, it's really exciting, I think, for Total War as a franchise. This is, you know, mm -hmm. a huge group of people that may have never touched a Total War in their life. Mm. And their fam and, you know, there was a lot of people who thought this would be a huge flop, thought that they'd alienate their fan base and that people wouldn't download this and that it's too complex a game for sort of Epic, which is seen as more of a sort of casual gamer friendly mm. sort of definitely yeah place um so you know to the people who thought it was going to be a flop which i was unsure 
you were massively wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, I can't believe of all the million, then it, the million people that broke that law, you weren't one of them. That's the, that's yeah. the most <laughs> yeah. baffling part about this. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I said before, I'm going to wait a year, wait for all the DLCs to come out, and then I'll probably pick it up on Steam when it comes out. That, that's, that's my plan. But, Fair enough. you know, I, I think it's a great thing for the company. And I, the guys at Creative Assembly do a really, really good job with, like, people thought it was going to flop because it had so many issues, like yeah. pre-release footage. And they right. released, like, a 15-minute video of them showing everything they'd fixed. Right. Like, people had pointed That's this stuff cool. out and they'd fixed it all. So that is, like, the company you want in gaming. You want someone who's mm-hmm. going to listen to to their players, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, of course you do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all there is on Total War Troy. I'll no, play. Uh, can I can I add something? Yeah, uh, go ahead. I, I just had a quick uh, like scroll through of Total War um, earlier, um, and there is uh, free. There is a free Amazon's DLC. So the you know the Amazonians mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, for people that connect their Epic Games and Total War access accounts, yeah. uh, and they will be even if you do it now, it will be released in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do it a lot. They did a load of promotional stuff on Total War Access um, for Warhammer and Free Kingdoms. Uh, and it's basically just, you know, it, it, all, all you really do is you sign up for their newsletter. Um, and then, like I say, they, they, they've actually spoke about um, trying to, to push stuff through Access where you could almost um, link your Steam and your Epic um, games through that. But that's all mm-hmm. sort of up in the air at the minute. But, uh, right. you know, I, I think they've done a great job, like Matt said. And there, you know, you've got a free day one DLC. Yeah. And who doesn't yeah. love, you DLC. know, Amazonians beating people up? Well. <laughs> seen, seen, you've seen Wonder Woman? Well, the people getting beaten up probably right. don't yeah. enjoy it. But <laughs> other than that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to be really ashamed of me, but um, we talked about Total War before, obviously, and Chris obviously is a, uh, an avid fan. Um, and... I didn't even know that it had released, and I looked on the Epic Game, the Epic Games launcher. Oh my god! So, so you didn't that, claim your free copy. I didn't claim a free copy. No. <laughs> you should have. I mean, if I'd have known, if I'd have known, I probably should have. But... I've got my free copy, but I haven't installed it. Oh really? Oh, so you're not. You're like yeah. one small step better than oh, me, basically. Well, yeah, literally. It, Bradley, talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be waiting a year no, for this. Thing. I was gonna say you're gonna be sitting there. I, I can just spoil it all in there. I might, yeah, I might get it too. Yeah, I mean, they're sandbox that. games. So they're kind of <laughs> I was going to say, not, I, I was about to say that, yeah. Well, I'm sure that I'd find something. Yeah, probably. And something we'll just, small that you, you're not sure if it's in the game. And I'd be like, well, it is. And we'll, we'll keep it out of Matt's hands because I'll punch him in the face. <laughs> well, I've already I don't want your negativity or my Total War. Thank you. Well, not that, I, uh, not that I have any understanding of what Total War is, but I did find out earlier um, that uh, it's too easy, apparently, during Total War, Troy, for the AI. I don't know if this means anything to you, Chris, but uh, apparently it's too easy for AI to find paths or to... Okay. Uh, is, is that... Yeah, that yeah. it basically, it, it means that they can get to your settlements quicker. They can... It just sounds uh, like apparently spoilers. they probably blitz you. They probably <laughs> right. come yeah, well, at uh, you. Like... From, the, uh, from the reviews, they've said that... Uh, it's uh, the AI find thing uh, find find it easier to do things than you than Probably you would. would. It seems to be more of a challenge where the AI would find it immediate. Like it would be yeah, easy it, it's them. a it's a common thing with Total War. The AI gets cheats that the player doesn't get. Right. You know, they get double the income you get on a lot of difficulties. It's um, there's a discussion that they've had that they need to increase the intelligence of the AI instead of just giving the AI what is essentially cheats. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah exactly but um I, we'll move away from total war because i'll talk about total war yeah forever, i was gonna say she <laughs> uh, <laughs> would not be good so the second bit i want to talk about is obviously you guys are going to realize that this is heartbreaking for me oh here we go again <laughs> halo yeah remember this, this is to a less halo than three podcast. minutes chris <laughs> yeah halo infinite has been delayed uh and you know the, the, you know like we said we said before delays can be a good thing and in this case i believe it is a good thing because we said before delays can be bad if you hear stories where they've completely thrown the game away and sort of completely changed it one that springs to mind is destiny Mm -hmm. where they threw away two years of work and completely made a new game but this isn't that this is they've said that they're going to work on the graphics that the product is is complete they just want extra time to make it look prettier make it as long as they don't change craig the brute i was gonna say that's fine they're they're basically they're taking this time to make craig's story (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. make make him the lieutenant of uh of the brutes (laughs) go for it he'll, he'll join master chief we said we want him as a playable he, character. He needs to be the co-op character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or the multiplayer skin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so obviously that's delayed. And like I say, I think it's a good thing for Halo, but it's a terrible thing for Microsoft. Mm. This is really bad with the mm-hmm. way Sony is looking to knock it out of the park with their next gen and all their teams. It's not great for them to have their big, probably their biggest. Their, their big set. Launch, one of their big yeah. selling points is now just gone. Oh. Bye. You want to be throwing all of your cards on the table when yeah. Sony are about to drop the PS5. Yeah. So, yeah. as much as I, well done, Microsoft, you're making the right decision for Halo, but mm-hmm. for your own next generation of consoles. So, is it not going to be released with the no. console then? No. Yeah. Ah. Which which it was going to be. So. Yeah. So that's a massive. Even if the game's terrible, it, it's a sell, It's a seller, isn't it? Mm. To say Halo mm-hmm. is being released. Yeah. Yeah. Launch, yeah, yeah. You don't want. So that. so you know Sony are just laughing with mm. this basically. Yeah, They're just mm-hmm. enjoying it. <laughs> well done, Sony. Well done. Yeah. But um, <laughs> moving on to my last bit of news, because like I said, I won't talk about Halo forever. You actually kept that to a really reasonable level. I'm actually yeah. really impressed with Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm growing as a person. than three minutes. <laughs> but uh, so the last bit I wanted to touch on was a really cool little news story that I sort of saw that said mm-hmm. there's three billion gamers across the world... Well done, Three gamers. billion. We're That's... not a minority, boys. I know. That, that, it's like it's like <laughs> all those know, times your dad's judged you when you were say, sitting yeah. upstairs. Yeah, there's the thing though, isn't it? Like it's become such a big thing that it, it did used to feel like that, didn't it? Like, mm. You were judged for being a gamer, you know. And yeah. if you were a gamer, you were probably a nerd. And yeah. okay, we are all massive nerds, but that's relevant. That's not what we're talking about today. But nearly half <laughs> of the world's population are gamers. Are gamers, which is mental. And do you want to hear some of the statistics about what people are playing on? I'm sure yes. you're going to tell us. Yeah. So bizarrely, which this blew my mind, <laughs> only eight percent of those three billion play on consoles. Oh, I'm proudly one. Only eight percent. I'm proudly eight of that. Oh, one of those eight percent. How mental! I found that. So what are they using? So um, the biggest, and, the, the, the biggest percentage is mobile. Is it's 40, no, so the biggest is actually PC with forty-eight percent. Wow, forty-eight percent of all PC master race boys. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, or yeah, forty-eight percent of those is PC. And then um, the the rest of that equation, so just under half, I think it worked out to 30, some 38% or something, is um, mobile gamers. Yeah, okay. mobile will mm-hmm. be where Up that number jumps uh, up so big. But they've it? said that this 
is in the next couple of years, the mobile will overtake PC massively because we talked about it before on this pod. It's the accessibility of having a phone. Like you say, everyone has a phone. Mm. Everyone has access to some form of app. In poorer countries where you can't afford a PC, you can... You know, you can get all these games and apps on your yeah, phone. A lot of and which are free as well. Mm. You know what? Uh, mobile games are actually getting better as well. Mm. It's not just it, like, uh, mobile games have been out for years now. It's quite a normal thing. But uh, things like I don't know if you've uh, I don't know if you've played it, but the uh, uh, the mobile Call of Duty. Yeah, right? oh, that yeah. is actually pretty a good. Yeah, like, holds like, its weight, for yeah. a first person shooter on a mobile, it holds weight. It, it actually holds its own. It, it, it's the gameplay is very, very similar to the console gameplay. Where, and that's what was holding back for, for mobile a lot, mm. where, where the big games and the big uh, developers weren't really investing into it. No. And, and, and it's, still, it's still a fine uh, balance because, you know, I think mobile games, for, for, for me anyway, are a fun little side addition. But I yeah. think developers have to be careful this happened with Blizzard a few years ago where they pushed their next Diablo to be a, a mobile game. Yeah. And yeah, the five. backlash was, you know, it's one of the biggest backlashes in, in gaming memory, you know? Yeah. Do you guys <laughs> not have phones? Like, they actually <laughs> said that on stage. And you can just see all these little, like, you know, PC Master Race people shaking in the crowd. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's impressive, isn't it, the statistics? And um, like you say, I think Matt pretty much hit the nail on the head there with mobile gaming is that that was the biggest thing holding it back. That, you know, years ago, mobile games and apps you could download weren't just up to the standard in which they can be now. Mm. You know, um, the fact that it wasn't great, okay, but Fortnite even was on the App Store, obviously. And, yeah. and that, it was playable. even I had a go at it, yeah, and it was, it was playable. Um, and Call of Duty being probably the biggest and best one um, currently. But yeah, and then you compare that to, I remember Doodle Jump. You remember Doodle Jump? Yeah. Oh, yes. Doodle yeah. Jump and uh, Temple, Temple Run. Run. Temple yeah. Run. Temple Run still is a great Temple game. Run was nuts. But, but yeah, no, they, and, you know, it will eventually take mm. over. We kind of spoke about that last time, didn't we? With yeah, board, and, and that's what they've said. So, so like, say, 8% on consoles, um, 48% on PCs, and then whatever the percentage that's left is, uh, you know, on their phones. But mm-hmm. the, the analysts reckon that phones in the next three years or so will overtake the PCs. But, um, definitely see that happening. Yeah, completely. Uh, that's it for my news this week. Yeah, um, on to me for the news. Uh, the first piece of news I have today is a film trailer. We spoke about it once before on the pod, um, The Devil All the Time, uh, which stars Tom Holland, uh, Robert Pattinson. Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Uh, and do you know what? We've all seen the trailer, have we not? Bradley, have you seen it? Oh, he's nope. going to let me down, isn't he? He's going to let you down. Have you seen the trailer? No. Yeah, of course you haven't. Right, okay. <laughs> well, Matt, Matthew, Matt, have you seen, have you the, trailer? seen the trailer? No, I've seen the trailer. Right, okay, ah. so Chris, you've seen the trailer. Have, I've seen yeah. the trailer. So, amazing, right? So weird. It's so strange, and it just looks fantastic. What an interesting, weird drama from, like, the 19... I think it's 1930s. Yeah, 40s. so so 
Tom Holland with a southern accent as well. What do we think? Surprisingly good accent. Good accent, yeah. I was a bit worried when he first started. I was like, oh, mm. where are you going, Tom? Yeah, so basically, <laughs> the, the trailer, um, it doesn't give away loads, I don't think. Not really. No. It, it basically, they, they talked about how the film's going to jump time um, through mm. years. And what it looks like from the trailer is that um, Bill Skarsgård is um, his dad when he was young in, in the yes. war, wasn't it? A soldier. It, yeah, and a soldier. And then you kind of see the broken man that he became as an old uh, when he uh, become older Mm. and uh, the way he kind of raised them but there's a lot of um it looks a lot to me like a bit of a cult film doesn't it like there's a lot of like disturbing um uh setting to the film there's a heavy sort of southern religious sort of um fanaticism to it because robert patterson looks to be this preacher preacher and he's a bit who's almost messiah-esque manipulating people and 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 it kind of it from what you like i say it's obviously made to kind of be a bit of a mystery but the they the trailer really really like it it held such an interest Mm. for me um because it's an interesting setting it's an interesting time um and like you say he he plays this yeah like a messiah really Mm. like a cult leader doesn't he yeah everyone in the town seems to be like enraptured with this man yeah but Tom Holland's character, by the look of it, knows he's dodgy, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of feeling I get. And it's it's kind of about him maybe revolting, I guess, against him in a way. It looks like, like I say, it follows all these different actors and its cast. It's very, it's a massive cast and there's a load of great talent in there. And it just looks very wacky, very crazy. And I like that I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, like even even in the trailer, you kind of feel that, don't you? Like it kind of it does. Even the trailer jumps mm. time, doesn't it? You see um, the, the you know the young father in the the war. Then you see the old him older. You, then see, you see Tom, Tom get the gun. You see Tom getting a gun. You see like it, it, and it kind of follows like there's a weird relationship there as well, isn't there? Because there's in the trailer, I believe he's talking to what was be his adopted sister or something, mm, and they talk about how they were signs. they were what he says what, something along the lines of what are the odds of us both being in the same orphanage blah 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 mm. and it's like that's clearly like a, a plot point that will obviously later make sense but the in the trailer it has no context at all um mm-hmm. but yeah i'm really excited about it what what does everyone else think just from what you know it sounds cool yeah like, mm-hmm. from, from what you said interesting cast as well i like yeah there, there's a massive cast really. the, the funniest thing I, I saw to do with the cast was there was a comment from from a, a southern southern american and he'd literally put how can a cast of british and other nationalities actors do my accent better than the people i, I live with yeah that, yeah yeah <laughs> they do, they, they, all do they all do in the trailer i feel like everyone's accent was really strong yeah. like really well presented and strong wasn't it and um I mean, we all love Tom Holland anyway, mm. don't we? So that was, it was cool to see him in that sort of role as well. Something a bit, a bit different qu- different and out of his comfort zone, I would mm. say as well. Because at first I definitely was looking at him and I was like, eh. yeah. And then, and, then he, and then he spoke and he had a southern drawl and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. But yeah, I, um, we don't, <laughs> does it have a release date yet? September 2020. Yes. I don't September. So, you know, we're not, know we're not talking long day, at all. But, but, but yeah, I mean, we're all going to be watching it, I think. Me, me Bradley, Bradley, are you going to be watching it? I mean, it sounds pretty good. So you'll just wait Maybe. to hear what we think about it. If you yeah, watch, exactly. If, if you watch it, we'll, we'll do a group review. We'll make it uh, exciting. Okay. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, well, I have to say, I've only seen the, um, uh, the list of uh, the cast members yeah. and... Uh, 
that even that just makes me want to see it. Yeah. It's just to see what they do with all of those because they're all kind of different style actors as well. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. It's even got Dudley from Harry Potter in it. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that one. I didn't know that either. No. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so we'll all we'll all check that one out when it um, comes out. Bradley probably will just wait for us to talk about it and then, <laughs> and then make up his own opinion on it. But um, yeah, so the next piece of news: um, comedy legend Seth Rogen. Um, we all love Seth Rogen, don't we? Um, and this is really interesting. So he's going to be working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Um, this is a great concept. But, but it's very strange, isn't it? Um, I mean, what, what do we think? I just want to hear what you guys think first. So do, do we have any details before we get like, into so, it? Is it? Is it going to be live action? Is yeah. it going to be... We don't, I don't know that. Do you I know think that? It, I, I think, it, I, I don't know, it's not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it said a, a live action reboot. Yeah, from, what, from right. what I've heard, they are looking to redesign the, uh, the Turtles because in like the Michael Bay movies, mm-hmm. they were... Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they just weren't turtles. No, were they? they were beasts. Like the characters from Gears of War. <laughs> Um, I mean, no, no wonder I like those yeah, designs. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> so all, all we do know what, from what I know anyway is that um, I think he quoted saying that he wants to kind of lean into the teenage side of the Turtles a bit more than, especially than the Michael Bay mm. films do. So like, I mean, you know... That, they're not teenagers mm, in no, Michael Bay no, that's, no, that's what I mean. They're just like, they're badasses. Yeah, like, they, were, like, they were like ogres. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they were, <laughs> they, they were giant man-children yeah. who just smashed through the city. <laughs> like, like mini hulks. <laughs> like, but yeah, um, I, I mean, we all love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it's obviously a, a very nostalgic thing mm. for us. I really, really hope... I think it's got a lot of potential. In yeah, my I mean, I don't hate the Michael Bay movies. I don't hate them. No, I don't, I, I don't at all. Um, I, hate, I hate Michael Bay's movies, but I don't. Hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I really? think they're just okay. They're just they're kind of yeah. entertaining. What 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 do you hate about Michael Bay's movies? We'll get onto that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see this. And uh, Seth Rogen uh, is a very it's an interesting name to pop up and associate with the yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but. I definitely want to see it. And um, I think, Chris, you said to me that the writer um, of Bad Neighbours is also co- Co-writing, yeah. Seth so it, 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 hopefully it'll be bizarre. funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it seems I'm very comedy-driven. Exactly. But I hope they don't do it too much, if you know what I mean. Like, don't where, it's, where it just becomes Bad it's Neighbours, just a comedy. but they're wearing yeah. turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron in a turtle suit. Yeah, because there is still a dark side. <laughs> to the, yeah, there is still the gritty superhero. There, exactly. was, there was literally fan art saying who should he cast, and it was Zac Efron. Yeah, I mean, this is Who's the other one in Bad Neighbours? Who's Zac uh, Efron's Dave best Franco? friend? Dave Franco. Dave Franco. He, they had them on there and they're like fan cast. Wow. And I was like, please don't do <laughs> this. Please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's, um, that's, there's not too much to say about it for now. And obviously we don't really know much about it. Obviously I'll wait for a trailer, um, maybe make some more decisions up on that. Uh, but yeah, I just hope they don't, that's my one hope for it is that they don't lean too far into comedy because like Matt said, there is definitely a, a dark element to yeah. that storyline. And, you know, we don't want to just make it a, a a joke basically yeah you don't want to forget that these guys are still superheroes yeah like mm-hmm. you don't want to lean so far into the teenagers because let's be honest it's not the teenage part that makes these characters interesting no, no, it's, it's the, the giant like, mutant <laughs> turtles <laughs> and ninja yeah. turtles as well that, that kind of makes yeah, it interesting the teenage was not really the big part of it. yeah if they, if they could have missed out any of the words, words in teenage part, was yeah. the key one yeah <laughs> um, and matt have you got anything else you want to say about it anything you hope for it uh no not uh, not really i'm just I, I heard about it and I am actually quite excited just purely because when Seth Rogen gets his hands on something, it, it tends to be quite entertaining. Sausage pie. 
sausage. <laughs> party, yeah, <laughs> the, most, the most disturbing film to watch for your parents. I have some traumatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's a great film. Um, yeah, so we'll wait and see. Um, speaking of traumatizing, Chris, this brings me on to my last piece of news. So you remember we spoke <laughs> about uh, the legendary Sam Fisher uh, yeah. in an episode previously. Are they going to kill him off? Well, we talked about all we this, said they're going to kill him off in Ghost Recon. Are they going to make? Yeah, no. But we spoke about all the possibilities of what we hope for uh, the leak, the potential leak of a new Splinter Cell game, the last chapter. I really, really hope this is not what we've led up, let, been led to believe. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you've all seen it. Uh, Sam Fisher is now a playable character in Robo Six Siege. Um, I he's called the Shadow. I think he's like the Shadow Operative or something. Operative or Shadow Leg le- le- Legend or something like that it's something like that um rainbow six siege is a great game please 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 tell me that is not sam fisher's end conclusive chapter. end can you imagine, imagine? Um, so how did he die so he we breached put... into the door <laughs> and then that little um the little chick <laughs> killed him um but but this is i really want to just talk about this for a second have you seen how he looks in the game have you yeah, seen the design it, he's a lot younger and he's bulky as hell Right, but he's you, like a Gears of War version of Sam yeah. Fisher. But what do you think of it? Like, because he's got like long hair, hasn't he? Like, it's like long grayish hair, and he, he's got the beard and stuff. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, not that I hope this is not the conclusive chapter and there is still a game coming, but I quite like that but design of Sam Fisher. If that's a tease for his design going forward, it could be. I'm awesome. quite on board. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And um, I also while we're talking about him, I did look into Rainbow Six Siege and look at the character and kind of what his abilities are for the, you know, how he impacts the game and stuff like that. He's got what, what, what appears to be like one main ability and it's cool, but I don't know if it's Sam Fisher enough for me. Um, so he has the ability, he has a pistol which can shoot through pretty much any surface and plant a camera, uh, one of the like night vision cameras that he uses, you know, like the snake cam in Spirit yeah. Cell. You can mm-hmm. use that, but shoot it through any surface and it goes straight through and it all, you can then use the camera on the other side. Whilst that is cool and it obviously takes away a little bit from Splinter Cell, is that enough for Sam Fisher, do you think? I mean, I know they can't make him OP. Yeah, they have to balance it, don't they? Yeah. Could you can't, imagine... It can't be OP. So, but... you know, obviously there's like gear and stuff, so yeah. you climb around. How cool would it be if they'd just gone, okay, so just... this guy's thing is he just moves up anything. Free climb, he's just yeah. Like free, he's just boom, yeah, he's like up there. He's in the game, so you so. don't need the equipment. <laughs> You don't need that like five seconds of repelling because he's just yeah. straight out the window. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it would be cool. But <laughs> that would be OP. But it would. Yeah. That's the thing is Matt. Matt's spot on. You have to balance this sort of thing, um, and you can't have a new character as legendary as him come into the game and it just break Rainbow Six Siege. You know they've built up a good mm. reputation. You don't want to break it with a character that iconic, especially. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're all just praying the same thing, right? Yeah, I, not, I, it, not yeah. his end. If it yeah. is, it would it would be, it'd be, it'd be so tragic that it'd be hilarious. Yeah, and I'd almost be so upset that it, it's funny. That right? it's funny. Yeah, that it comes. Um, but I think this can't be. It can't be. Can it? Can't be. I, I'm really hoping not. Um, Matt, I don't think I've ever actually asked you this question. Have, do, do you, have you even played the Splinter Cell games? Have you ever been into the franchise at all? Uh, I've got Siege and I've played Siege and I like Siege. But not <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say he's completely off track. <laughs> I, was, I was I was getting ready to load my rifle because I was waiting for this critical comment. Yeah. No. Like, you don't understand. Yeah, Spinner Cell is it is it is an iconic franchise. Um but if I was if I was you Matt and I was saying to you like just give it a go, I would just say obviously the originals are great. Obviously some are quite dated, dated but yeah. I would say 
if you want to pick one up just to experience what it could have been, I would pick up Conviction. What about you? If you Conviction yeah. Blacklist. Yeah. I, I think the old ones, if you like old games, I think you'll love them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you struggle with stuff that feels dated, then pick up Conviction and Blacklist. Yeah, they're the two yeah. re- most recent ones. But conv- conviction, conviction, for sure. It still holds. It is, even now, I played it not long ago and I played the campaign again. I can't believe how good the game was for when it was released. And mm-hmm. I'm still like in awe of it. And Blacklist was obviously just like a, a gameplay and graphic improvement from. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. It, it was like, Hey, look, it plays better. It's snappier, yeah. but the story is Lacks. absolutely awful yeah, and Lacks, nothing yeah. <laughs> compared to conviction, which still has great gameplay, but also has this story where you're just like, oh, and you're, you're, to, you yeah, just want to play it through. Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my only bit of advice to anyone who hasn't ever played Flint and Cell, just pick up those two games. And also, Matt, I would tell you to just play Conviction. And if you want it, I actually have it. So you can just borrow it if you want. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Don't have to pay any money for it either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's uh, all the news for me today. Moving on to uh, Bradley's news. Yes. So uh, obviously I have my three pieces. And first I want to talk about something quite... Um, quick and simple but so netflix are actually making a live action series of the uh cartoon avatar the last airbender uh and they had the original creators of the series michael dante di martino and you brian announced that amazing i'm not going to do really this one just it's me like fumbling over yeah. my words <laughs> yeah. episodes I'm just going to stop at Brian so that I win. <laughs> and Brian, uh, they had those, uh, the two original creators of the series involved with the uh, live action series. Um, but we've had some bad news and they have actually now parted with Netflix um, due to things not working out. Essentially, they have basically said that they are not upholding their original statement of honoring their vision. And um, this is, pretty devastating for fans because mm. we've had a live action film uh from m night Shyamalan, and it it was horrible yeah it was, it was horrible it, literally it was so horrible i don't think i've ever heard one person say i actually quite liked it like even just for cinematic purposes i think from a i think no, the only no, po- not, no. the only positive thing i could say about that movie is from a visual standpoint the i don't even think design, it is and certain elements of it i really liked but apart from that no. everything else in that movie is good no, see, see, and the, and the children I... couldn't act their way out of a plastic bag <laughs> <laughs> but they've all gone on to be quite like decent actors well, which maybe I, they're I good now, quite... but they couldn't yeah that's what i mean in that they were just i think it was also just the script and the writing was it was just so bad it didn't capture at all what the series is about um but yeah so I, i'm just kind of surprised that netflix is has kind of gone back on its word and, it's and so not really stupid. kept to their creative vision when I have kind of been led to believe that Netflix is normally quite good with stuff like this, um, mm. with keeping kind of directive visions alive. Yeah, but clear, clearly they've, they've not really done it here. And, and it's kind of sad to see that Netflix is kind of becoming uh, this kind of corporation. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, like you say, because we've got the Witcher series, which the author, you know, put past notes to uh, the showrunner and helped with that and gave his blessing and said, you know, there are changes, but everything I support and, you know, I really like what they've done. So most of the stuff and Gerald Way, who we're actually going to talk about later, who was the original creator of Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a lot of differences from the comics, but 
he still helped them, gave them advice, was an executive producer. Yeah. And um, so, you know, so Netflix have a history of actually being really good supportive, yeah. and supportive mm-hmm. and collaborative with the original creators. So this which is, is why 180. Yeah, which is why it's quite upsetting, especially when it's something as loved as The Last Airbender. Yeah. Hmm. Do, do you, are you uh, just uh, so Bradley, I'm taking it you're a big fan. I'm a, which is quite funny because I'm a recent big fan. We literally oh, okay. a few weeks ago have, have watched the entire series. And wow. yeah, we did it in our, I have a movie slot. So that's, that's where your movies get put in. <laughs> and I've done a few of them. You're going to have to, so much gaming uh, from, from nine o'clock onwards, <laughs> we, have, we have a movie. Have. <laughs> because I have known. to play games until nine o'clock and then you get your movie slot, which is why we have this backlist of huge, like a huge amount of films and series and stuff. You, but, sir, are the most organized I've, gamer I've, I have ever, <laughs> ever come just across. Just stick it on. It, it works. It works so well. They're like, they're like yeah. Bradley, do you want to come downstairs and watch a film? <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't fit into my schedule. It, does, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. N- nine o'clock, I'll be down. down. Yeah. But, but yeah, nine I mean, that's where, that's where your films get slotted in. So I've watched a few of the th- things you've, you've recommended. Mm. But, um, but yeah, that was in there for quite a while. We were just going through the series. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of, of the original uh, series that Nickelodeon, I believe it was produced. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's why recently we also watched the M night Shyamalan film oh, and God. realized like I'd seen it before, but I'd never seen the series. So I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, God, the series must be garbage. And then I got I, like, uh, we were like, okay, let's give it a go. And then it was amazing. And I was like, how could he possibly ruin it this much? Yeah, Because <laughs> so, we went back and watched the film. We was like, right, now I've seen it. And I know what the source material was like. I'm going to watch it. And I watched it. And I was like, no, how? How did he do this? <laughs> it's so bad. I, I had quite like a high regard in Fair Night Shyamalan as well from the things that he's done. Yeah, I, um, I like a lot of his stuff. Yeah. It's always uh, quite but, mysterious. And it, it, does, it builds a good atmosphere. But then this is just awful. I'm <laughs> surprised he still has a career. What about yeah. Jack or Bradley? Have you had any interaction? What do you think of the Avatar Jack, sort of Jack and Jack and Bradley or Jack, Jack and Matt? Jack and Matt yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll go first. No, I haven't. I would I would recommend and, it. So and much. no. <laughs> I mean I mean <laughs> and no uh, Bradley. Uh, no, I haven't. But I have seen, I actually think I've played, is there a game? Because I'm pretty sure I've played there, it. There, was, there, a, there was a video game. Yeah, and I'm pretty, sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've played of that. the TV series. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? On like PlayStation 2 or something. It's just never, ever interested me. I, and to be fair, I actually have seen the film, but um, I know that doesn't do it justice. But Yeah, I, I was going to say, please don't. No, no, no. no. Enough, I just, it, the whole concept just please. doesn't interest me. It's just, oh, for me why? personally, just, I don't know. It just doesn't oh, like. Yeah, it's, exactly, I love it. Yeah, how you feel? Yeah, I think the thing is, I would feel that way if I hadn't watched it right i think this i think the concept yeah. isn't very unique it's it's you know it's just people with different elemental abilities with um abilities. and it, it's yeah it's nothing special but just the way the storytelling's told yeah and, and the, the way characters. the characters are portrayed mm-hmm. it, it just it's it it's so good that original they have such good so character good. arcs mm. in that's that probably, series that's probably why the uh the live action film went so wrong yeah if, if that's what made they tried to fit too much into the film it's, it's, it's basically exactly the same problem. as what happened with dragon ball i think that for me is the exact reason why i love dragon ball because it's not mm-hmm. special it's not really unique 
but the characters and the, the arcs and the way it's told is what makes it so good. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. hilarious thing about this is Dragon Ball also has a live action movie that is one <laughs> of the worst things you'll ever watch. <laughs> like, they just can't seem to adapt anything that has like strong character arcs. So like, mm-hmm. Hollywood's just like, oh no, it's too much. Yeah. But that, that's the problem is they do try and condense it down and then you don't get that same feeling as as when no, you've watched it's just a, a certain amount of shell. episodes yeah exactly so yeah so e- either way i'm kind of disappointed that netflix has, has done something like this and uh i mean the creators did go on to say that it could still be good uh but they did they did end with a, a sharp line of but it will be uh, not be what they envisioned which right. is kind of sad yeah, so they said like oh you might enjoy it like don't worry like you know netflix might still do a good job but it won't it's be what we wanted yeah. which is kind of just like a sad little line for the creators of the thing that people did love so i don't know it'll, it'll be one of those wait and see things um i'm kind of hoping that netflix does do it justice obviously especially because things i mean you've you said you've like seen the film and then a lot of people would base their opinion off On of that, that film, yeah, and wouldn't. And it kind of ruins. Into it. Yeah, it ruins tarnishes the legacy, of, like, doesn't it? Yeah, as well, trying to get people into it. I'm not saying you, because obviously, like you said, you're not interested at all. But some people would have been like, "Oh, that sounds quite interesting." And seeing seen how poorly done then, it was, and they go, yeah. "No, that's not for me. That's a horrible. That's a horrible experience." World, and it's like, no, it's just give it a chance. But yeah, so. We'll, <laughs> we'll see we'll see what netflix kind of does with it but on to um my next piece of news which is uh surrounding another streaming service and that is disney plus um so the live action adaptation of mulan is set to release uh very soon and it sounds like a great idea to release it on disney plus with the state of of how cinemas, cinemas are around yeah. the world uh during this lockdown um so all sounds good. Put it on Disney Plus. Why not? Um, unfortunately, Disney isn't quite so giving uh, with its with its franchises and with one its, way to put it badly. Yeah, well, I mean, because a lot of streaming services would be, but Disney thinks it's fair to charge subscribers twenty nine ninety nine US dollars to watch Mulan as a as a premium uh, price. So you'd be paying thirty dollars for the film and technically you'd still be renting it you do get to keep it but only if you continue to be a disney plus subscriber so you would need to pay that seven dollars per month on top of that to be able to keep your 30 dollar film which i think 30 dollars is a that's a lot right it is so so look at like dvds yeah so look look at it this way you'd never pay that much for a dvd number one no number two you wouldn't pay that much for a cinema ticket either no no you know Cinema ticket, you're talking like, I think if you went to a nice cinema, it's like 16 quid, 16 right? quid, yeah. So to me, that I had two minds about it because, like I said, you do get to keep it forever. And a DVD is like 12 quid, right? But, but you don't because you're paying $7 a month to yeah. keep it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but as long as you've got your But membership. what I mean is, yeah. if £30 is a, a, you know, it's, I think it's like £24. It's $30. Yeah, it'd probably yeah. be about, um, tw- they'll probably round it to like 25 Or they'd do the, the typical thing of keep it at 30 <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like you say, tw- I think twenty pounds isn't outrageous, but the fact that they want twenty dollars isn't outrageous. Mm-hmm. The fact that they want thirty dollars, that blows my mind. Yeah, that's the so fact that they want that as well as the subscription yeah, is what blows yeah. my mind. Because 
what if I go, oh, I don't really watch any of us on Disney Plus anymore. I don't really want to subscribe. But I, I then Blue lose. Man. Yeah, I then lose my film that I've paid quite yeah. a lot for. And I, I could have just saying. gone out and got a yeah. DVD for, cheaper, for probably about yeah. half the price. I mean, yeah. obviously, like Blu-rays would be closer to what you're getting for the resolution <laughs> stuff. But it's still not $30 for a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of this, I looked into it and analysts have claimed that... Uh, they have worked out that with the the amount of people that um, would pay, like on an estimate, that $30, that would only bring in around $90 million. And the film's budget is apparently $200 million. So Disney would still not be making uh, their like money back enough to cover their their budget. But obviously then you've got, you've got to think of how many people people will also be subscribing to Disney Plus. To watch it, yeah. Reason. Yeah. And um, it also is a is a question of is it fair to do this when streaming services like Netflix produce their own like films and TV series and don't charge any premium. So it's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what they're they're they're, they're trying to do because obviously they want to get some of that cinema revenue going. They mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to 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 regenerate stuff. But like you said, the fact that. This is, I think, you know, they could have done it for less money. Yeah. Because definitely. at this point, like you say, the estimates, and this is, I believe, I read that it said these estimates are, you know, being kind that it could get ninety million. It's being generous. And mm-hmm. and like you said, two hundred production budget, hundred million marketing estimated budget. They're still losing two hundred and ten million. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you might as well just accept it. What what is this extra ninety million really gonna? gonna gonna do for you in the long run you're still losing money on this yeah. thing yeah I but then again mean. it is it is disney so if they well, can do it why disney. wouldn't they do it yeah but, but disney disney never seemed to fail to make money on anything anyway because uh you've you've also got all of the uh, merchandise and stuff that's going to come mm-hmm. out because of the film yeah. and yeah. that's where they make a lot of their money because yeah. of the, the game like the, the lego games and, yeah yeah i mean it does come from disney had obviously because of corona uh, virus disney had their first um year of a loss right they lost a lot of money this year the park's not being open all this knock-on effect so you can see this is a desperate move this yeah. is something to put something out there to get some, some sort of, of revenue, revenue back in, in. Yeah. um whereas i think you know they're they're a business they're quite a greedy business um whereas <laughs> i think they should just cut their losses this year and, and build it's support. Been a bad right? year, but I mean, it's not like it, they've just had a bad year. You know, there's there's exceptions to why. You know, they've had a bad year. So, yeah, like you say, maybe they, maybe they. I mean, we are talking about Disney, but maybe they are just, you know, better off just thinking, well, we just need to cut our losses and <laughs> do, you know, deal with it because it's. Not, let's be real; they're not running out of money anytime no. soon. Are they? They're not struggling. They're not going to shut down. And like no. I said, I think they would have had more success if they'd done it with Black Widow instead of Mulan. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would have probably maybe done it for Black Widow. <laughs> shared shared the cost with my girlfriend and just watched it together. It's yeah, I mean, but you've got to think like Mulan. I guess to an extent is gonna as much as obviously Black Widow would put in a lot as well. But you've got to think it's really it's really down to the parents, isn't it? Because Mulan's gonna bring in more kids than adults. I mean, obviously it will bring in adults, but you're gonna have like a lot of kids or young people that are probably too young to pay it themselves so it's really gonna yeah. isn't it gonna fall to a to an extent it's gonna fall to the parents isn't it as to whether they think that's 
reasonable because they might already have a membership to Disney for their child, but are they going to pay another 30 on top? I think we're going to have a lot of Karens yeah. having a lot of angry, <laughs> yeah. angry letters to Disney. at Disney going, I would pay £7 for this. <laughs> I just imagine me asking my mum if... Uh... If I can watch a new film and for her to find out that it's going to cost her 30 quid plus. Yeah. Plus the uh, membership for a month. Pays, yeah. um, <laughs> Wait, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention Matt is actually just five. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> He's no, the target audience. Yeah, target audience for this film. No, I, I mean, yeah, Bradley, you're right. It's, it's definitely a questionable move from Disney. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, moving on to another questionable yeah another questionable corporation um <laughs> so last week we talked about microsoft taking on apple um as apple have said they're not going to be supporting game streaming services uh unless it's, it's so unless it's theirs. yeah unless it's, unless it's theirs obviously apple being apple um so that affected the xbox game pass um but this this week uh epic uh epic games has actually started a fight um and they did this by provoking Apple with an update to Fortnite that in, intentionally uh, violated the rules surrounding in-app purchases. Um, so the update actually stopped Apple um, getting 30% uh, of every purchase made on Fortnite. Um, they did update this to the Google Play Store as well. Um, and after this update, like when it, when it was patched, they reduced the prices on the store by 20%. Uh, which was great for the players. And then they took the the 10% for themselves, which honestly I think is fair because yeah. 20% reduction for the players, 10% for themselves. I know they make a lot anyway, but it you know it's still working out for the players. Um, but obviously, Apple being Apple, the Fortnite was immediately removed from the store as soon as yeah. there was the notion of this rule being broken. Oh, and that's mental because that's like, that app is huge. Mm, of course like, mm-hmm. he, like we're yeah. talking millions of yeah. players. Yeah. So exactly. So uh, I'm, I'm so sure Epic. You're gone. Oh, I was going to say is Epic actually, obviously, intentionally doing this expected uh, this reaction, and they already had a 62-page lawsuit ready <laughs> against <laughs> uh, Apple and Google um, for the Play Store. Uh, which they have now filed and is in due process. So this is a huge step for for the mobile gaming platform that Epic so lovingly have have taken taken the plunge for upon themselves. Yeah, uh, putting their huge uh, revenue from their their mobile um, their mobile side of Fortnite and potentially any other mobile games they want to release because obviously Apple and Google Play aren't aren't going to be willing to work with them again if if this doesn't work out yeah i um, think i think i read that it's already affected epics other mobile games yeah like they've I, removed I, I um creator tools for them yeah. so it basically exactly. means they can't do any more updates can't fix bugs can't do which any is a huge huge um like sacrifice that epic have, yeah yeah and they've been willing to make this for the the future of mobile gaming because they don't believe in apple and the play store having any right over how they run their game and they shouldn't be taking these 30 percent cuts um they've actually epic has actually said this that they uh apple are scared of healthy competition which in my opinion is completely true the fact that they're not supporting uh any other streaming uh game streaming services apart from their own and 
they've actually the best part about all of this in my opinion is Epic Games has actually released a video parodying. Oh, I was um, going to say, I hope you. This was savage. It was brilliant. It was. They, they, have you seen this? <laughs> so on Fortnite, they go. I let Bradley explain it, but basically Fortnite. You know what they're like. Obviously, Fortnite are you know such a huge game. Anyway, yeah. they release a trailer. Um, like when you know every new season, there's a trailer for the new season, and Bradley, I, I, you can explain it. But basically, it so, was incredible. So this trailer um filmed i'm pretty sure in black and white for the for the effect is um is a parody of the i believe george orwell book yeah yeah, yeah. 1984 which i'm I'm pretty sure is a film as well 1884 Um, 1884 isn't it yeah yeah is it 1884 yeah well 1984 is a uh it's a album isn't it Uh... i don't know I'm not I sure. I thought it was 1984 as well. It is because isn't yeah. it set after the the Cold War? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty right, sure it is yeah. 1984. Well, no, because no, George Orwell was. Yeah, but uh, he was writing in the future. He was, oh it's, right, yes. it was I'm, a, I'm was just thinking period. that he was around in like. Yeah, yeah. He he was around in the 30s and 40s, yeah. and the book's actually based on. Yeah, yeah, it the, is. I just we just had a quick look. It is 1984. Yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> okay. brilliant. Anyway, carrying on. So it's actually parodying 1984, which, if you don't know, is about um, living in a dystopian society. So everything you do is watched and controlled by Big Brother, and they actually do this video uh, parodying it in response to what Apple have done. And they actually full on call out Apple at the end saying that they need to stop Apple and fight Apple uh, to stop the control that they have over the mobile gaming industry. And they end with the hashtag free Fortnite. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> because of better up. So, what's even better about this? Yeah, is obviously they take a comical spin on it. So, basically, what happens in the trailer is um, all the Fortnite players are sitting in the movie theater in black and white. And on the screen is like this presentation going on and it's meant to be like a dictating, like, you know, like we were in charge, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. But they put an Apple head on the person. Yeah. And then um, a Fortnite player runs in and grabs the pickaxe and literally launches it straight through the cinema screen and it just explodes. And then it comes up with the free app, basically free Fortnite thing. Oh. It's, it's so cool. It's, 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 and it's they, a lot of bold moves. They well. were yeah. so prepared though. Yeah. They had, they had all, they knew what was going to happen. There's no disputing mm-hmm. that they, that this was, you know, because there were some people going, oh, they didn't know. Come on, they had they had an yeah, ad trailer, and a trailer yeah. ready, ready to go. Fight. They're, they're, they're basically. Yeah, and, and the funniest thing is, I saw that you know, Epic, despite being a, a multi-billion-dollar company, is a small fish compared to Google. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, a being a trillion so, yeah. yeah dollar company. And I found it hilarious when they were saying, you know, Epic is taking the legal stance of being the small fish, which, you know, it is, but it's still a billion dollar company. And that <laughs> yep. just blew my mind. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're this small, innocent, you're, you're still a billion dollar company. Yeah. Like I get in comparison to Google. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I say, it's just what is going on over at Apple like Microsoft Epic and, and it's it, do you not think though it's in a way it's it's pretty good like it's pretty amazing really to see these big corporations not taking it though like not just letting Apple just you know have the monopoly have the monopoly yeah they're, they're like you know making that stance and you know making mm-hmm. that point um but so yeah I do also appreciate it is Apple's platform yeah. it is Apple's service and I think they abuse it and they should not take as much a chunk as they do, mm. but they should get something. It is their 
Yeah, yeah, they've created this this uh, ecosystem, so they but they should the amount the amount they they charge. But yeah, it, it's not cent, really. It? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's really the the cut. I mean, that's a big part of it. Obviously, is the thirty percent cut. But I think a huge part of it is just the strict uh, terms of service they run. That you you step out of line even a, a tiny bit, and you're instantly banned. You're instantly off the store. I think it's it, a big part of it is just that. It's just having freedom on the store and on, yeah. on on the on the platform because it feels like they're so trapped in what they can do compared to something like PC where they can literally just update with anything they want because it's it's theirs. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping Apple gets taken, you know, for its money. <laughs> yeah. Gets, gets a run for its money. Gets maybe some sort of loss out of this, but. The but amount that yeah, unlikely they'll probably Google. earn money off yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, somehow. So, so, so let's 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 take a vote. Who is on Epic's side? Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm in Epic's boat. I'd I'd say I would be, um, but they. I, I just I, I just feel like they, they they've done it. I I think they've done it for a good reason. I just think it's uh, a bit too it's a bit too little too late. Mm. I, I think good Apple, okay. at, yeah. like you're trying to, it's a bit like trying to stop Google from becoming a really successful search engine. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do it now. You might have been able what to do, do it back Bing, in 1984. Bing's going to do it. Bing's on its way up. I hope we're all using Bing, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I use Bing at work. <laughs> oh, a, funny, a fun fact, actually. The most uh, searched word on Bing, Bing is Google. Well, it's, it's porn, but then the second one is Google, <laughs> which I think is just brilliant. <laughs> well um, done, internet. Well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bradley, are you, is there anything else you want to say about that one? Or uh, No, so that is all for my news and all for our news of the week. And so this is the part of the episode where we'd normally have our, our reviews. But this week we thought, seeing as we have a guest on, We'd uh, we'd just let Matt do uh, do a review, I believe, of a series. So, do you want to do you want to tell us about what you've got, Matt? Yep. Um, well, this is just a quick um, uh, review for the Umbrella Academy series, uh, both of them for uh, for Netflix. Um, so, the Umbrella Academy, you probably have already heard of it, but um, it's a TV adaptation uh, of a comic uh, originally released in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. And uh, it was written by uh, Gerald Way that uh, Chris mentioned earlier. Um, now, like uh, probably all of you, uh, maybe not Chris, but um, I hadn't heard of the Umbrella Academy before it was a Netflix thing. So I'm not going to act like I have you any idea. You were this mega yes, super yeah, fan. Yeah, what, what <laughs> these comic books were about. But um, I can, uh, after watching both of the seasons, I can definitely tell why they've done it because it's just... Well, it's just different. I don't. I. I. I well, you've you've watched it before, haven't you? I absolutely love this show. For me, this is tied with the boys for my favourite superhero yes. show. Yes, right. that's that's what I was actually going to compare how, it to. That's how that's how high of a standard I give this series. And and actually, I think that the boys and uh, the Umbrella Academy are perfect examples of both ends of the superhero spectrum when it comes to okay. like uh i guess putting it on camera yeah um purely because the boys is quite uh, i suppose they both have their com uh, like comedic effects mm -hmm. but the boys is more uh, brutal. it's more brutal it's more real life it's more uh like 
they they suffer everyday problems the same way well we do in everyday life it, it has some sort of connection to the real world it actually makes you think that those that's what superheroes would be like in the real world the real but world, then yeah. but then with the umbrella academy it completely flips that on its head and it, it's like uh it's like it's not the real world and you understand throughout the whole thing that it's not really the real world there's things like even just the basic uh uh the basic concept of it is that uh there was 43 women they all became pregnant all at the same time um and on the same day of becoming pregnant uh they all gave birth um they all gave birth to 43 children uh and seven of them were adopted by a billionaire uh that billionaire then teaches the they've all got abilities naturally but um the billionaire i, I suppose uh becomes kind of, a mentor doesn't he yeah he becomes their uh surrogate father X. exactly yeah um however why he, he's he's a lot more messed up than professor x <laughs> yes yeah well that's the thing that's what that's what i quite like because he's kind of the he's got the kind of nick fury professor x kind of a vibe to him but at the same time uh they've not made him as big of a part of it as you would originally think just by watching the, the trailers. He's right. more of a, um, he's a, he's a good in a sense because it actually makes you realize he is just a billionaire, mm. right? He's a guy that's made all of his money, not uh, a billionaire. not if there is any billionaires, this I do apologize, <laughs> but there are a lot of billionaires that kind of tend to make their money through. Uh, it doesn't matter what, necessarily people it, people's feelings are not their main priority yeah. when it comes to making money mm -hmm. and that's the same way with this guy it actually makes you think that he might just be a, a powerful horrible billionaire because he, like these kids are all numbered they don't they haven't got names uh well they, they have got names but these are names given to them by their mum which i'll get on to in a minute but um they're all given numbers they're all number one number two number three number four number five number six number seven um which i thought was quite clever in a sense because it does make you realize that he could not care less about them they are quite literally to him a project, project they yeah. are a business project and uh that's and he comes up with this whole umbrella academy thing and uh the the, the actual show begins uh after the umbrella academy has already broken up isn't it it's not actually about the uh the kids the glory days yeah uh, because they were all part of the uh they're all part of the uh, Umbrella Academy when they were younger um, and when they were growing up and learning their powers. This is set uh, in a time where they've all kind of broken off into their own um, their own paths and uh, they all come back because of one... Uh, am I allowed for to... his funeral. Yeah, uh, for, his, for his funeral, yeah. And um, uh, I suppose that's not really... It's, a it's in the trailer, so... Say, it's, it's, I, even I knew any, that. Anything that's sort of, you know, light spoilers or anything that's in the trailer, that's fair game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so... Uh, <laughs> So their billionaire dad dies. They all have to come together for the funeral. Um, but uh, he's died in uh, uh, unusual circumstances. And uh, they believe that there is something bigger at play. Some sort of conspiracy, isn't it? Exactly, there? yeah. And um, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much the overview of what's going on. Uh, I won't go into too much detail because of the trying to avoid spoilers and, and you just need to give it a go really but and if you went into if, you, if this was in depth you could be here for, yeah, for yeah, hours exactly yeah that's why i was trying to <laughs> i was trying to keep away from going into too much detail about it just purely because there is so much to talk about but um like i was just thinking earlier on about um how would i explain the umbrella academy to somebody who's never, never watched it before it, yeah. but uh like jack you've never, you've no, never I've seen, seen it, the i've literally seen the trailer for the first season and that's it 
yeah like so the, the netflix thing that you scroll over and it does the little trailer for you yeah so uh, <laughs> if i was to if i was to explain uh explain the umbrella academy in the um so there's uh seven kids that all get adopted they've all got superpowers right they mm -hmm. are brought up by a uh eccentric billionaire uh by but that but they're raised uh, they are adopted by the eccentric billionaire however they, mm -hmm. they are raised by a robot um and trained by a chimp um, a, a very intelligent a very intelligent the trailer chimp. the chimp yeah, yeah and yeah, they're trained by a chimp and uh uh well i've actually got a list here of what the uh what the kids do and what um yeah what their names are so uh <laughs> so uh number one now these are not normal superpowers yeah okay yeah. um they've always got this is the umbrella quirky. academy twist that yeah so they're a bit quirky yeah um so uh number one uh that's luther and he's got super strength um however he's not just got super strength he's he's massive and is like half silverback yes half gorilla yeah right okay uh, so there's a, but that's not so much his power there's something that happens in the course of the series yeah which right. causes him to okay. to become that to happen okay. yeah um uh, but he always had super strength um yeah. the the second one is uh or number two is diego um uh, and he's got perfect aim. Okay. Now, he's, he's so, I love it. I just, I love that ability. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, basically when they say perfect aim, they mean any projectile that is in the air. Yeah. If he can basically pinpoint his eyes onto this projectile, He'll then he it. can control it. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. He doesn't necessarily have to throw it himself. Yeah. Um, but he has to acknowledge the movement in the air in order for then him, he can basically, if you, if you threw a spoon at him, he could turn around and stop the spoon. Oh, well, no, not stop it, but he can yeah. carry it on and move I it to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he also, uh, which I found out was quite cool, um, his name is the Kraken in the... Um, in the comic. Uh, in the comics. Now, I thought that was a bit weird because they've all got kind of uh, superhero names that match their superpower, but the Kraken is a bit, it's a bit strange. But I did find out that uh, Diego's uh, other ability um, is to breathe underwater. Oh, okay. So he, he can, That's cool. He can breathe underwater for as long as you want, but they don't really point that out in the comic, in, uh, in, I, the, uh, in the show, in the series, because yeah, uh, yeah they, they let you find everything out. The Umbrella Academy will never explain anything to you. You've just it's got just to work madness. It, out. it is what it yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> but that's to... also why it's so appealing, because it's just mm -hmm. this insanity that's put on the screen. But it's not, oh, wow, look how crazy it is. It's just plopped in front of you and, and just it's just like, oh, yeah, it, this is how it is, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that makes it almost feel normal mm. yeah even though it's crazy and they will do mm -hmm. things as something will happen in the show where uh somebody that's never been in the show previous has all of a sudden uh teleported into an alleyway and they've not really explained anything um they won't explain that for for four or five episodes that won't either it, it won't mean anything and the more you question it, the more you're going to hate yourself. So if you do, when you're, when you're watching it, if you do start to question things, just accept them and <laughs> eventually it will start to make sense. Mm. Um, uh, now, uh, number three is Alison. She's got mind control. Uh, she whispers into people's ears, uh, I heard a rumor. And then once she says that, that's like her trigger word, I guess. Um, yeah. And she can basically get you to do whatever you want. Uh, whatever she wants, sorry. Literally um, anything. Literally anything. She can control your bodily functions as well, which yeah. is crazy. And actually, one uh, one thing that in uh, in season two, um, at the at the beginning of season two, we, uh, they did 
they showed her using her ability. Um, and she does something that I didn't realize she could do where she says to them, uh, I heard a rumor that I blew your minds and then all of their heads explode. Right now. Mm. I didn't realize she could do that, but apparently th that apparently she can do that as well. <laughs> um, uh, number four is Klaus. Now, uh, Klaus can speak to dead people. Um, but he can not only speak to dead people, he can summon dead people and he can uh, not, not actually the, the dead body, but the ghost the of that person. Yeah. Um, and he can also then bring them into the physical world. So, uh, they still appear as kind of like this grayish greeny, uh, ghost, yeah, but, yeah. but they are physical so they can, uh, interact. Yeah, Affect the, the real world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number five is probably the most complicated one. Number five is just called number five. He doesn't actually have a name. Um, uh, the reason for that is because number five can travel in space and time. Um, uh, during the TV series, it's going to, it's going to sound really weird, but number five is, uh, still a kid. So they're all the same age as each other. However, number five accidentally gets trapped in time. So he's still a child. Uh, he then spent well, 40 odd years in time. So he's actually an adult. Right. When he's he comes a, back. Yeah. He's like 84 in a child's body. In a child's body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's in, yeah, he's a, he's an elderly man uh, in the future. So then travels back to the past, but because when he travels in time, he has no control over it. So he'll get mixed matches of he'll yeah, end up yeah. in time in say 30 years into the future, but as a baby. Right. Yeah. So his time can never stay with anybody else's time. Right. Um, so uh, that's why he's a, uh, he's younger than everybody, but actually is older than everybody, but actually is the exact same age as everybody. It's a bit of a conundrum. So yeah. Yeah. It sounds odd. <laughs> yeah. Um, number six is Ben. That's a, uh, he's actually dead. Um, but he's in the whole thing throughout because Klaus can speak to dead people. Right. So okay. he follows him around. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, but Ben, when he was alive, could uh, spawn tentacle monsters out. Of his he's belly. like a um, weird hentai uh, nightmare right. <laughs> <laughs> situation. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought when I saw when I saw his ability. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any tentacle porn, but um, there we go. Uh, and number seven is Vanya. Now, number seven is probably uh, the best character i would say out of all of them maybe maybe number five just because of the way that it's it's portrayed but number seven is played by um ellen page uh where else is she in the last of us oh, okay um yeah no she she's she's done loads of stuff you know she's she was in the x-men she was kitty pride in the yeah. x-men movies yeah. um she i'm pretty sure she's won awards she's a very very talented actress you know, she she completely makes this i think she, her I wouldn't say her character is as strong in the first season as it is in the second season. Um, but mm -hmm. I think that's because the first season is mainly about her. So it's all about the reveal. But um, in, the, in the second season, they were, they definitely had a lot more freedom when, uh, when creating the character and creating the scenes, I think, because, but that's where she goes into her element. And I think that she definitely makes that superhero because, uh, number seven or Vanya is, is quite a fragile character. So she's very emotional. Yeah. She's character. a very emotional character and she's very emotionally unstable, mm. but, uh, but has uh, a good heart. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, I think she plays it really well. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I really like the whole say cast. She does. What does we say she does as an ability? 
So, so basically, she. Oh controls... yeah, I didn't say her ability. I was going to say it. I was like, hang on a second. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> she's so very can... stressed out. Yes, yeah, so I've just put sound yeah, arrows. She just cries a lot. You want to explain it? But... <laughs> she just. Cries. I mean, she does cry a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, yeah. I've just put sound arrow force hmm. because that's basically a power in a nutshell. She can turn sound into uh, pure force or or energy. That's cool. So yeah. if I if I shouted at you, hmm. yeah nothing but if uh, number seven is in the room exploded. and uh, right. and i shouted at you she could turn before it hit you she could turn the sound into pure energy in your head with expert yeah. that's pretty cool. she she's the strongest that's she's so by cool. far the strong because she's got no limit to her power yeah uh, apparently uh, and they keep and this is a, this is the whole thing of the umbrella academy will never answer any of your questions it uh, apparently all of them have added abilities that we don't know about i uh uh, Diego being able to breathe underwater that's a good example yeah, of that so they would never yeah. they never mention that in mm. the uh, that's only ever mentioned in the comics that's why I know about it but um yeah that that sort of thing they don't uh they don't show you a lot so apparently all of the uh, all of the kids have uh, added abilities which they will kind of find out throughout the show um in terms of the look of the show uh it's brilliant i think that the the colors because it's Again, with the boys, the boys is not a very colourful no, show, no, is it? It's gritty. And yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. And they're trying to still keep it real world. So mm. they're, they're wearing real world clothes, things like that. Whereas I think the visuals in the Umbrella Academy are... Wacky. Yeah, and they're very much about the... Uh, they they go back to the comic book style of, uh, of colours. So yeah. uh, uh, it, like they, uh, the season two is set in the 60s. So the 60s is already a very colourful era anyway. Mm. Um, and they kind of... Uh, jump onto that uh, klaus is very out there and yeah. uh uh well he's got many many issues but no, um, they all have got many many issues. yeah they've all got many, many <laughs> that's issues. sort of one of the the, the big things is, is isn't it? The, the sort of fact that they're all i'd say say the boys is like is more coping with the power hmm. whereas these guys it's not so much about coping with their power it's more coping with what they've actually been put through because they've got, because abilities. They've got abilities yeah and being able to coping in the real world with their with their powers and uh, the responsibility always comes back to them because they've all got this responsibility as a team to for, well i suppose keep the earth safe mm. and to stop the apocalypse but yeah. they ne neither none of them ever signed up to it none no, of them ever just, wanted they were to just it. born yeah. yeah and and uh the whole thing of the uh like i know in the avengers films for example like the, in the first avengers film they uh, they argue and they break up and then 10 minutes later they're all best friends and all in new york for some reason yeah um that they write each other letters yeah yeah but that sort of thing <laughs> Sorry, that captain america's still trying to find the address yeah yeah in his I, phone Terry in his phone has got one number on it just captain rogers is like the oldest phone in the world like <laughs> he's a billionaire and he's got a phone that actually yeah. looks like like the first ever mobile um yeah now i, well, I have a couple of questions obviously mm -hmm. just from point of view of someone who hasn't seen it so um is Klaus the guy who's in Misfits? Yes, yes. and he's yes. amazing. So he's, he's a good actor. Such anyway. a good actor. Yes. Um, but he's who is he in Misfits? He's the he's the weirdo in Misfits, isn't yeah. he as well? He's a weird yeah, character. Which one? The, the one with curly hair. I can't. Curly I, hair. I, I haven't I watched what Misfits for so long. Is it in the first series? The... Yeah, he's well, he's one of the original. Uh, yeah, one of the original. But, but was it, wasn't he like Irish in it? Yeah, he's Irish. No, yeah, he's Irish. He's an Irish actor. So I kind of get. Oh, is it? So yeah. for just from the description and from like the limited trailer I have seen in that, mm -hmm. kind of get this like band of misfits feel like the way they are. Um, do they 
hide their, like so their identities is it like public to the whole world yeah or? pretty much they it's it's never really it's not like batman where it's like yeah. oh i must keep he puts on this, a deep voice and that's this, it this, yeah. uh, it's more just <laughs> because they are public personas already yeah right um because of because of the circumstances yeah, yeah. they were superheroes a long time ago they they're not superheroes anymore and no, they haven't been just, since they were children right and so they're, they're, they're all living. in like their mid to i'd say they're mid to late 20s aren't yeah. they yeah and uh yeah, they, they, uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to, uh, so they're just kind of coexisting amongst the world. Yeah, yeah but, pretty but, much. But they've, and, like, and their the, time's some, been and gone almost. And they've all, they've all, some of them have either integrated into society. Some of them have carried on with their mission. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the show really has them all go off like Matt says, and then they all come together at the funeral and try and pick up the pieces. Right. And it's just a roller coaster ride disaster yeah. from that point on. And uh, they, um, uh, actually, the first season is, um, is good for kind of explaining how they are to the real world because, uh, for example, um, because they've met up for the first time in years, they haven't seen each other in years, you get to see all of their issues because they, are, they question each other on them. So, uh, for example, Klaus is uh, a drug addict um alcoholic. And, and he's an alcoholic <laughs> he uh he's unemployed he, he basically struggles with everyday life purely because he can hear dead people but not only can he hear dead people he can't yeah. he can't control how he hears the dead people yeah, so they're, sure. they're shouting at everybody's trying to get his attention because he even says imagine being the only person in the world that can communicate yeah so everybody is only talking to you so that you can be there they're their passing voice. it on yeah, but yeah. because there's a massive queue of people trying to do that because there's a lot of dead he, people all you can hear is he can't he, yeah he's driving himself insane so he ends up becoming a bit of a, a drug addict and a, a bit of a low life um and a bit of a uh, a, uh like he's i don't know he's a bit of a recluse to the to the world but um but then you've got alison who uh, uh she's the one that can uh control people's minds uh she's a famous film star She's, I believe she's also written a book. So you'd think that being able to basically get anybody to do anything, you would be the most successful yeah. person in the world. So it kind of shows how, in a way, a slight sort of the boys kind of feel like with the real life thing. And it, obviously it's taken it in a different spin, but like that, it sounds like they've, they tried to show you that if these people really had these powers that they all would have gone off separately and they all would have ended up in completely different circumstances. You know, it's not like the boys where if you've got powers, you're a star basically. Yeah, that's, but, that's, a, but, that's a fair, yeah, fair way to, but you could, you could end up a complete wreck or you could end up doing well for yourself and become being able to fit in, you know? Mm. Yeah. But I, actually they, uh, the thing with Alison is that none of their powers have allowed them to really, in like um, involve themselves with everyday life. So for example, she's become uber successful and, and everything like that, but she's still having major issues yeah. where her daughter is no longer, uh, no longer allowed to see her because of her ability. The court won't allow her because she could potentially fall anybody into doing they, anything. They yeah, discovered she, that she was using her power to, to basically, her child was crying so she'd so be she like stop crying cry. so they're yeah. saying she and could theoretically do anything yeah, yeah. And, so yeah. so it's, it's almost like there are some people who have been more successful but even the ones who've been successful there's still issues, issues in because their lives, they're not yeah. normal because they're not normal people yeah um so i mean i've obviously tried to join in where i where i could about just what i can <laughs> take from it bradley um what, what do you think you've not seen anything i take on it i mean does it sound no, appealing literally nothing to you? At all. I was, I've actually been listening like really intently. It sounds really good. 
I think you'd, I've been lo- like, I think you'd love it. Which is why I was really interested when you were talking about who was playing one of the characters because I've been building like uh, images up in your ideas, head. yeah, of what yeah. they all look like and what what they're all like, especially from the kind of descriptions of personality. Well, the chimp looks stuff. like a chimp. Um, awesome. Not really but actually, about. doesn't he? He wears a waistcoat and has a, has <laughs> oh, a cane. Well, well done. Well, <laughs> and a monocle as well. I, I ruined that. You, as well. you ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, but no, yeah, yeah it, it sounds awesome. I mean, coming from so basically, you know, this is from two people who have seen, two people who haven't. I, I mean, I've. I'll give you my opinion. Like I, I now feel more entitled. Like I feel like I now want to watch it more before when it came out the first season, I had it in my watch list for absolutely ages. And I just always found something else to watch. Yeah. Like I was always like, I just can't bring myself to watch this because it just looks so bizarre. And I was like, I like bizarre, but I was like, am I just going to waste my time with this? So, and I knew there was a lot of hype around it, but I was just like, Oh, it's just, you know, uh, is it going to be a bit of me? So I ended up taking it out of my watch. This is not even in there anymore. Mm. So like now I'm kind of thinking maybe. Disappointed in you, Jack. Yeah, maybe I should now give this a go. <laughs> well, I, uh, when, I was, when I was writing the notes for, uh, for this, I, was, I kept finding myself advertising it to, like when I'm writing it down, I kept finding myself pitch. talking about the good parts. Yeah. And, uh, and I only will do that if it's, good and i actually quite I, I i quite enjoyed it and i'm now looking forward to season three when season one when i was halfway through season one i wasn't going to watch season two and now i've watched season two. Oh, really that's interesting because i was quite hooked from the get-go oh no see i i i was hooked in the sense that i felt obliged to watch it because mm-hmm. i felt like i couldn't one. let there be a superhero like that you've not a seen. team up superhero tv series yeah. that's highly rated on netflix and not watch it mm. so i did watch it and I, and the first few episodes it, i did struggle to get into it but i think that goes with every uh like with every tv series it, you need to like with peaky blinders was one of the best tv series i've ever watched Brilliant. and it and it took me it, it took me the first season to really, yeah, really. appreciate it i would agree with that actually because i, really... I love peaky blinders I, I i literally was like obsessed with it um, and i can't wait for more to come back but i felt the same um like the first season i watched the first two episodes and i remember like the first bit of violence in it and that with the razors and the hats and that and i just thought it's just a bit cringy actually and i, I really was like a bit bored of it and I, yeah. I was like i don't think i'm gonna get into this and then literally give it a couple more episodes and i was just hooked and i just watched every single one of them all the way up to <laughs> the most recent and i love it and it, it is brilliant so, so this this is probably in somewhat the same it's one of them ones you've got to kind of convince yourself to watch but once you do you're i, I think it. the moment i realized that i was uh hooked on the umbrella academy was uh actually in season one uh in season two episode one just purely because in season two episode one they do the recap and throughout the episode, they keep jumping back to what happened in the first season and keep okay. like joining it out. But then when I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh yeah. And, but then it started to make me think, I this is this. really yeah. well put together because you the two seasons stuff. are actually really just one season with two, sto- uh, with yeah. two story arcs. Yeah. So they still have one massive story arc, which is not even a fraction of the way through yet. And then each season is its own, its own story. story. Arc. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, it sounds wicked. Uh, I think I probably will give it a watch at some point, and I think you know, uh, Chris, you've got. I know you've seen both seasons. I've got one, one more episode of season two, right? Because I was like, oh, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, oh, we'll finish it because Matt's doing it. I want to have the whole thing in my brain. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. You know, whole weekend. You watch it now? No, no, I got to do this. You watch it now? No, no, I got this. Sunday (laughs) night, 
she called, we got into bed and we were like, oh, yes, all right, let's put it on. She was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I was like, I hate you. I'm really, it's like, you did, if you listen in. Yeah. <laughs> was that a good impression? Was, I can't tell if that was a good impression. It, it was awful. Awesome. It, was, it was a blind Uncanny. impression. Yeah, yeah. She's um, actually sitting there. That was her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, I probably will give it a watch at some point, and I'm sure Bradley will add it to the long list. It will be on the list. Yeah, the list. If he's nine yeah. o'clock slots. Can, can we see this list one day? Yeah, one I day. I want to screenshot this and put it on our it, The problem is the list is, yeah. is like multi-devices and everything. Like, I've got half, Alexa has half. So. Well, you're going to have to compile it, Bradley. <laughs> you're going to compile it, and we're actually going to post it at some point on one of our social medias and just just, to, just so we can show <laughs> everyone what we're doing. The list of shame. The list of shame, yeah. The list. Um, I mean, unless anyone else has got anything else to say about the program, um, we've got another really interesting segment. Oh, here, yeah. This, I mean, this is the titular. <laughs> titular. Another good word. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Title piece. And do you want to tell us what it is, Matthew? Yeah. Uh, so this is called Marvel versus Universe. Dun, um, dun, dun. And uh, it's basically a discussion about uh, the MCU and how long has it got left? Uh, where, is it going to be something that's going to be uh carrying on for years and years and years and years and years or is it something that's kind of on its last legs now and we're slowly going to be drifting out we'll get the few uh a few of the bad films out of the way um like the hawkeye uh solo film if they're ever going to do that no, they're doing a hawkeye series oh are they on disney plus oh, yeah right. just as bad yeah. oh I'm, I'm actually quite excited well, really? if it's got ronin flashbacks i'm in if, if it's got that yeah okay <laughs> I mean, okay, so yeah, I mean, this is obviously a huge topic um, and we'll try to not go on forever. Um, well, I've actually got, uh, I've, I've made two cons and two pros okay. for, for this. Um, so we can discuss each, each of them well, without us having to sit here for the next week discussing it and okay. arguing and yeah uh, well i kind of wanted to be it for the next week <laughs> <laughs> discussing it yeah <laughs> that's it like the whole life's gonna carry on mum's cooking dinner <laughs> we're just still here yeah <laughs> and you've still never watched that last episode Oh, that's oh, the yeah. most tragic part. Yeah. Bradley's <laughs> not. No, can you imagine telling Bradley he wasn't going to have any time to game for the next week? <laughs> Be the worst news He's ever. He's hunting us down. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so, okay. So, yeah. Should, let's do that then. Like, Matt, you just jump straight into it. Give us the first pro or con. You right, choose. Right, uh, well, we'll start with a con. Um, of course, start with a con. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> jump in with the negativity. Uh, so, uh, well, this is going to start. Uh, this is going to sound like a pro but it will change. Um, the film brings in billions and billions of dollars, uh, but does this mean that standards are, uh, have dropped or are going to drop because they no longer have to try very hard? The reason why I ask this is because uh, we can all accept that if Marvel um, did a three hour, uh, made a three hour film of uh, stick people um, and put Avengers on the title card, they're going to make people money. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to make Jack's the problem. Yeah, probably still. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, I know that they've been pretty good so far. They've had a few, like a, a few bad ones, but just, just quickly, what out of the, the movies we've had, what are the ones people don't like? Just really quick. Uh, for the dark world. Yeah. Jack? Yeah. I, I wasn't keen on either the winter the soldier. I wasn't keen on either of the Thor films. Oh, the Winter Soldier. Did you like just that. say Winter Soldier? Yeah, no, I like that film a lot. Hey, what are you talking about, Matt? When I was saying it, I Chris was literally. Oh, I'm, I'm shell shocked. Yeah. No, so no. Okay, so for me, we'll go through. What one about by Bradley? One. Have you got any yeah, go that you you dislike from the Marvel movies that you've seen? Not really. I mean, 
Bradley, no, it's Marvel. He's a Bradley. Problem. He's on into the no, I'm just, I, I'm someone who's like, if I do watch something, if I finally get around to something, I'm quite an easy watch kind of person. It has to be okay. really bad for me to go. So like okay. the last day then. Uh, so, so generally, yeah, literally, <laughs> we've agreed. There's been a couple of, I wouldn't say. Okay, what about you? You didn't answer. What do you think? What was I generally <laughs> think the worst one is Captain Marvel. Yeah, I uh, because I it's just boring. It. I haven't even seen it's it. It's just boring, and she's untouchable. Yeah, I'd, I'd accept that. Um, and it's not that I, I like the character, and I was really excited for the movie, but she's just Superman without Kryptonite, and it's yeah. boring. There's no threat. But you, you know, there, there's a few funny lines, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's all. I'd, but the rest, you know. I think at worst they're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're not they're, bearable. Like, like I mentioned for the Dark World, that's Still. probably the worst reviewed one out of all of them. As that, that's kind of like the everybody knows that was a bad one, but but even that, like you say, you still watch it. If it's it, still it's actually not a bad film. If no. it if it had come out and it wasn't a Marvel four film and it was just a film, like it was just called the Dark World or something, and it it was just a Chris Hemsworth film, it it I think it would actually still be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, um, so the, I guess the, the question is, will the standards drop? Because they don't really have to... They've got their audience. Exactly, They've got their yeah. money. And, and I know that uh, Sony have done that before with uh, uh, Spider-Man. And uh, was it Fox that did it with... Uh, with the X-Men the, franchise? The X-Men, yeah. And it just became a bit... Yeah, when you say they threw Origins. They, they had a good thing going and then they they threw origins together and they knew it was a mess and they put it out anyway. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, like uh, Apocalypse, I thought was pretty bad as well. Um, yeah, that was awful. Uh, Days of Future Past was, it, it was interesting, but it was still a bit boring. Um, so, okay. Uh, so do you want to move on to a pro and then we'll kind of compare them or do you want to discuss the con? First? We'll just, just go straight in for the con. We'll just do them one by one. Yeah, we'll just do them one by one. So, yeah. so yeah, the con. Um, I mean, uh, I can see what you're saying. I personally, they haven't really, as of yet, dropped, like you say, dropped the standards. Um, they've been pretty good for it. Um, obviously, there is the odd hit and miss film slightly, but um, there's always a risk of that, in my opinion, because, like you say, they, Too comfortable. they know they're going to make the money, and they know even if it doesn't do as well as some of the others, it's still going to bring in a fortune. So, But then it's like what Matt's actually saying in this is the knock-on effect of yeah. if they keep having mediocre to bad movies this audience will still be massive but it will dwindle yeah it it will slowly start to uh so a a good example of uh of this is um uh back in i suppose suppose like my dad's era was the wild west films and the wild west films were everything so all of the kids wanted to go and see the wild west films all of the adults wanted to go and see the wild west films uh wild west uh themed toys were the the main thing and it was all about uh basically clint eastwood and yeah. uh the wild west franchise but mm-hmm. that slowly started to to die out mm. uh the the, mm-hmm. the quality of the film started to get worse uh there was other people trying to jump in and uh make these low the budgets same. yeah exactly well and we're even getting in now with the superhero stuff because there's a uh, Oh, no, not necessarily bad, but uh, like Brightburn, for example, I, I quite enjoyed that. Actually, I did but, enjoy Brightburn. Uh, but Brightburn, again, is still the, the, a spin-off of it. Uh, the Umbrella Academy, um, even the comics were only released in 2008. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's happened before. Um, will it happen again? 
to these that i suppose they've they've always got the the beauty of um, and actually that uh if that leads on to a problem, uh, actually yeah no though so that will lead on to the next <laughs> yeah. we're dealing with these one at a time um, bradley have you got any thoughts on it i mean yeah like you said i think if it did start to drop they'd see their audience like you said dwindling and they'd and... have to ramp it back up yeah so i think even well, if it did start to i don't think it would ever be a permanent thing if this is a long-term universe which i assume is their plan um because they can't afford to to constantly keep bringing out mediocre movies yeah. unless they're mediocre movies they're not make enough to cover their oh. mediocrity <laughs> i'm joking oh. i'm joking <laughs> i'm half joking wow. <laughs> yeah, but I, I suppose with a with a marvel film we I'm we joking. would call it uh like a mediocre movie but even a mediocre movie is going to cost them yeah uh, it's going to cost them 500 million to make the film at least exactly so so uh, it's probably not going to start like it, they're going to end up with bigger costs so eventually yeah. they'll either ramp it back up or get rid of the whole or, universe or, or quit it Just yes it. yeah well um so, uh, kevin uh, kevin feige has uh is that how you say his... yeah kevin yeah. feige the big uh, man yeah so he's uh, <laughs> he has uh said that their plan at the moment uh, marvel's plan for the cinematic universe is up to 2028 jesus so that's wow. eight more years and that's that... more planned out than my life that's gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. when i when i say uh, is it gonna last for years and years that as the the eight years is kind of where I'm where like what I mean by years and years because I know it's already been out for more than that and I know that it doesn't seem like it's getting any smaller it's actually just getting bigger but yeah. uh, what you've got to think about is that uh, they've already had the climax of the end game and Infinity War yeah. and has uh, that Age burst the bubble bit um, but but they've already done that they've already had the massive every superhero on their roster has turned up all at once is that the, they've had the yeah. dramatic music and the big fight scene two films in a row um is and, that have they reached the, the capacity yeah so, have, yeah, have people switched off yeah. they, they had that pinnacle they had that big explosion and now are people going to be like not too well bothered. that's not that's not going to attract people like it did before is it because no. we all know that when the next avengers film comes out there's going to be team up fight scene at the end now before like especially with endgame i knew that that was definitely gonna that that was the main part of endgame was this whole well we've seen the list of the actors in this film so they they're gonna have to have a humongous fight scene at the end yeah that was the excitement of it that was like i don't really care about the endgame story i'm still gonna go and watch it and i've i've watched endgame three times if you count the two <laughs> times i just watched the final fight scene yeah um, <laughs> I think I've watched it like twenty times. I've watched Endgame three times, um, but but one of those times was just that fight scene. Exactly. Yeah. So, but but, but that's not done. that's not what's going to be the wow. I have to go and see this film anymore mm. because that's all. Already they've done. already done that. So and yeah, I'm not saying get rid of it because they've already done it, but I'm saying it's if they not, need to find something else now to. Yeah. It's not going to be as climactic and as in as like a, a such an incredible moment. Like you know what that feeling was the first time you saw it. It depends because I, I think. They the, the Russo brothers have said before they'd come back for Secret Wars where they bring in all the new characters all the old characters and you have this colossal event that dwarfs Endgame in size and scope how on earth you'd ever film that I don't know <laughs> but it's, it's I think it's possible to top it I, mean, I think it would be an endeavour yeah. um, but, but I, I do see what you mean is is it overplayed 
Uh, I think there is a way you, you can bring back interest because you go, hey, everyone's back, even Robert Downey Jr. But then there'd be people as well who felt robbed who were like, hang on. You took that away he, from he, He's meant to die. He's meant to... You took that's everything the impact from, from that last bit. I don't even know who you are. It's like making Titanic. Titanic makes a billion at the box office. So they made another one. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd go see that. I'm not saying they did. <laughs> coming back as a frozen like man. <laughs> a horror Titanic movie two, yeah. with Jack coming back. <laughs> Jack comes back. That's what it's called. Titanic two. Jack comes you back. You couldn't get off. <laughs> you could have moved over. Yeah. Haunts her for the rest of her life because she couldn't move. Kills over. her family. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we went off track there. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's probably con one. I think we talked about that one. Kind of got our theories out on it so what's your pro okay so the pro uh this kind of leads on from the con um they have uh they have uh decades worth of comic book stories that they can still use for example you just mentioned secret wars yeah now the uh end game is its own comic book uh yeah the infinity gone yeah uh you've got civil war um done uh, but uh, but those are, they've already done them, but they're not running out, are they? No, you like you say you got from the sixties to really the early two thousands, because yep. I'd say that the the latest stuff has been sort of not well received, but that's still fifty years of material. Yeah, exactly. And they've had they've had creative writers um, working for them, making all of these stories that when the person was making it, they didn't have to worry about the 500 million bill that is going to be yeah. back uh, on the back of it. When they were writing the comic... It's your imagination. Yeah, it was just... They could literally put anything... Uh, they, when they put pen to paper, they can write down whatever they want. So mm-hmm. they, there was no limit back then. That's why they, these films are so huge now, I think, because things like Endgame, if somebody had just gone, in, uh, gone to a film studio and said, right, we, we're going to make this film but we need a list of 13 A-list stars to all be standing in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to cost us about a billion to make the film. Never no studio's it. ever going to put that past them, but because <laughs> Marvel have that uh, backing them, and, and, and that's why DC have been given so many chances. I don't think they should anymore, but um, they, uh, that's why they, got, they were able to get away with Batman versus Superman and things like that, because I didn't like that film. I don't know if, whether you oh, did, yeah. but... Um, I, I like it. It, it 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 was a flop from how much they wanted from it yeah. it did make its budget back but i think but it you, made its budget back because it was batman versus yeah Superman, but it? it should have made it if you if you want to say these this should have made a billion it made like 680 million yeah and then you take off its 350 million budget and production uh and and sorry marketing then it made like 200 million yeah so i i suppose what i'm what i'm getting at is that i the studio that made that maybe wouldn't have jumped to the idea of making it if it didn't have Batman and Superman in it. Yeah. If it was just That's fair. super strong per- like person versus a manager like dressed up as a bat, it doesn't really sell the same <laughs> no. and, and the story doesn't no. sell. I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> uh, the, the actual film <laughs> itself wouldn't sell because I've seen it um, and, well... The only good thing about it was it was called Batman versus Superman. Oh, but... I, th- I think the extended cut's good. It's much better. 
the warehouse I, scene. I would the stand on that hill. Is the, the warehouse scene is the only Is the best Batman so. thing ever put to the screen. No, 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 where no, Batman no. fights where, those... It was, like, it's like the Arkham games where Batman goes in there with... Where like, he rescues Superman's mum. It is the, the like, best film fight sequence ever. For Batman, yeah. So that that wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have been, had the opportunity to have been made um, without and, the Marvel movies. Yeah, without uh, without having the kind of superhero stuff behind it, and it's the same with this. So they are going to have the option. And it's like Kevin Feige. There's not a lot of producers that can turn around and say we're going to be making films uh, for the next eight years. Bear in mind they've already been making films for the last twelve. Yeah. So. Uh, for him to quite comfortably sit back and say, yeah, no, we're good for eight years at least. That, that shows that they've bold, got some sort of confidence. confidence. Yeah, yeah, they've got some sort of confidence in it. Because, and they're not running out of material. And they're not running out of material because they, uh, so they are slightly different. I know, I know you, uh, people might say that the con and the pro are very similar from two different angles, but the con was about the actual film writing, the actual effort that goes into the making of the film yeah this is more talking about the stories yeah like the and the wealth of good material yeah yeah it yeah. still exists and is there exactly yeah do you want to do you want to move on to the next one yeah yeah um so uh the next con that i've got um uh some argue and this is the michael bay thing the, the michael bay effect that. um <laughs> so uh some argue that the mcu is not real cinema and that the uh that the stories are cheap, regurgitated, cliche bullshit, basically. Oh, he's used our one. He's the uh, word. You took it from <laughs> me. You the took one. everything from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I see what you're saying. Are you about to tell me that you don't believe Michael Bay is real cinema? Have you ever seen Independence Day? Uh, not Independence Day, uh, Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, who's that? Yeah. I, I, Don't you think it would be easier to train astronauts to be oil drillers than oil drillers to be astronauts? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a... I think the thing with Michael Bay's movies is the same way I feel about Fast and Furious. If you shut your brain off... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, you yeah, just yeah. enjoy the spectacle. Yes, you become a seven-year-old boy for the two hours. And the one thing I will say is the secret soldiers of Benghazi... Brilliant is michael bay and it's a fantastic yeah, war film yeah it's brilliant and it's the one michael bay movie that i think is amazing mm. oh, see i haven't seen that is that 13 hours 13 hours secret, secret yeah. soldiers of that is brilliant for me. it's based on a that. true story about a u.s yeah. embassy being attacked by isis yeah and these ex special forces who are working as contractors go in and uh to, to rescue this guy yeah. and there's like 13 of them against just a city oh, of insurgents. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's good. It's incredible film. Well, um, I, so like, the, this is why I've put Michael Bay in brackets because there's a lot of it that can, that is just explosions and yeah, that's his thing, isn't it? Look at the Transformers movies. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's no so, substance. So, so, it's just Optimus. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you, and then he right. throws a sword. <laughs> right. And he doesn't even say he's gonna kill people that much in the original There's source actually material. A clip, uh, in uh, Dark Side of the Moon, where if uh, if you slow it down, you can watch a tree in the background explode for no reason. <laughs> that was just such a Michael, Michael Bay thing to do. You can tell. You just can see. Explodes. You like can the... see it, can't you? Him being like, right, <laughs> you see that tree right back there. That one needs to do, blow up. Do you know what it reminds me of? That scene from Public Thunder. <laughs> yeah, with the tree line. Like, Mother Nature just pissed her pants. Yeah, just blows up yeah. the trees. Right, uh, away it's from Michael him, Bay, though, I get where we're comparing him, but going back to the, the Avengers films and the MCU as a whole, 
I, I saw the whole It's Not Real Cinema thing when um, it was around the time Endgame released, wasn't it? That, that, yeah. that someone had made that big yeah. statement that It's yeah. Not Real Cinema. I, I disagree. I, 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 I get it. I'm not going to say I don't get it because I do, but I disagree because I don't really think there's... How can you say it's not real? It does seem, yeah, it does seem like a bit of a case of uh, juvenile where they're, they're just... They're, it's just a bit like films nowadays they're not as films that, back in my yeah, day yeah that yeah. sort of thing it's not like, like the, the experience of going to the whole idea of going to watch films even from back in the 20s when they first started doing mm. it that it was all about going there and being wowed wasn't it it's mm. all about being like mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, got the chill uh, yeah, having yeah, chills you come and... out of it with the feels about it yeah. one way or another regardless of what the mo you know the the, yeah. the point of the film might be but yeah i think that's a bit weird you can't really say it's not real cinema because at the end of the day let's just we just literally sat and i mean we're still speaking about this as a whole thing but we went back to endgame and you talked about that end scene and thingy and all that like and and, and you talk about the actors that are in it and the actresses that are in it and the acting in it you can't say that's not real cinema sure no but i, I understand the sentiment yeah but mm. to me it it is but but i don't view it as I view superhero movies as a whole as their own yeah, as a subset whole of subset. cinema. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it mean. is cinema, but in it's, its not. It's not drama. It's you not can't compare it to anything else. It's its own yeah. thing. It's, and also, it's either for yeah. you or it's not because you know if you ask if you, you probably if you ask my dad if uh, if it was real cinema he'd probably say no because it's not his thing. You know. But then and, I'm sure if you ask the the, the masses yeah. to go watch a black and white. West foreign film. French film or a West that, Island is, movie, yeah. that is cinema yeah. they'd all tell you to get on your bike and <laughs> yeah. no one would go see it yeah. like that that is cinema as well but it's just a different just because cinema. something's popular doesn't make it not art no, I feel like it might it, it seems like it's a new era of cinema not necessarily what everyone else I think because it's changed it doesn't mean it's it's ruined, ruined it. it yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like electric cars, for example, uh, like against normal cars. When whoever came up with the electric car originally, it seems like well, it's not a real car; it doesn't have an engine in it. But actually, <laughs> it, it may not necessarily be a real car, right? Because it's not; it's got, it's got a motor, not an engine. But um, it's still like it, it's not worse, no. is it? It's not. No, it's it's just not different. worse because different. it's different. Different it's... doesn't mean worse. Doesn't mean yeah. better. Different is just different. No. Like you, I can sit, literally picture it, like the oldies, like like you should have seen the cars back in my day. That's not a real car. It's just like a horse <laughs> and cart, or like with like pedals on. Yeah, her, like like like, like yeah, a like farving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a real car. So, <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. Um, Bradley, you, you're very quiet. I know you're probably really intently paying attention to us, but um, feel free to obviously make any... What, what do you think about that one? Well, I, I just think it comes down to semantics of like, what is cinema? Like, you know, that what type of thing. What is art? Yeah. Is the one yeah, I like, I think it, it is. It's just, it's coming down to that. I, I don't see under what I deem as cinema, anything that is cinematic and produced and, uh, you know ends up airing in a cinema how that cannot be cinema. real cinema yeah. Yeah. and i just think it's kind of it, in a way when people make that kind of statement they're just trying to be offensive yeah. to the people that watch the that type of, yeah. of film but i think it ends up just being offensive to the people that make that kind of film oh yeah when when you consider how much work not yeah. not just the actors because obviously they could no, be like yeah. oh they're they're acting's poor and you're like well yeah but there's so much more to it than just the actors yeah. you're not thinking of the bigger picture yeah. so 
I mean, I can't say how you, uh, see how you'd say that's not real cinema unless just, you want to give me a type. hard definition of what cinema, cinema is. is. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is just a different type. And just because it's something they find cringy or they don't like, it's just unfair, in my opinion, to, to say that kind to of thing. To throw that label. Yeah. yeah. Should we move on but, to the last, last yeah. topic of our Marvel segment? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I'm yeah. ready to move so, on. So, so you've got one more um, pro. Was it? Is it a pro this time? Yes. Yeah. So I've got one more pro. Um, uh, an entire generation has been brought up on the films, so they will always have a place in many people's hearts. This is the same for hardcore comic fans that uh, have finally been able to see their favourite stories come to life. Yeah, I think that's, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant point. Thanks. This, these movies have imprinted an idea to, to a lot of people. This is their cinema. This is their heroes. This is their childhood. Yeah. People are going to look back and be nostalgic for the entirety of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. and also about certain, you know, like you said, about growing up on these, these films and stuff. Um, uh, for example, for me... Uh, no matter what happens in years to come, no matter how old I get, and if they're still producing these films or rebooting these films or whatever, um, Robert Downey Jr. will always be my Iron Man. You know, um, yeah. you know, Hugh yeah. Jackman will always be my Wolverine. You know, you it's like that... David Tennant will always be my Doctor Who. But do you think that's almost yeah. a double-edged sword in that if they ever do try to do a new Tony Stark, yeah. a new, then people might be like, no. That's not that's, what I know. But that's then, not my understanding. I suppose they've, they've already passed that hurdle previously, haven't they, with, uh, with things like the Joker. Yeah, when, I suppose Spider-Man. Spider-Man well. is what yeah. I was going to say. You know, like, I think, like, for example, when we think to your childhood and that, I think Tobey Maguire, because that's my, that's my Spider-Man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if someone asked me if I preferred <laughs> spy- him or Tom Holland, yeah, I'm going to take Tom, Tom Holland. Holland yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a tough one. <laughs> I think there's aspects within that debate where I like all three of the Spider-Man actors for different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah, so do I. I've got nothing. But I'd say definitely the best all round is Tom Holland. I, I think that... But Yeah, but you've, but you've got, like you say, look, that's, that's again, that's a whole nother debate and that's something yeah, we're yeah. not going to get into. No. But, yeah, but, no, but, but like you say, point, <laughs> no. the point is, is like you say, these films are imprinted for, from a young age and they are your, your what you've grown up to know. So, so yeah, they'll always... From that, it'll be interesting to see, like you say, how much of an impact that has on the success going forward yeah um but yeah i mean what what do you guys as a last thought on this generally think mcu successful future or or it's going to downward slope what do you reckon uh i think that they uh they need to have a set cut off point i think the way if they turned around tomorrow and said we're going to be making films up to uh the end of 2022 for example uh or we oh these are the list of all the films we're going to be making that's it that's the end of it and uh where they could have done it with endgame they could have said endgame is the end game that's absolutely the last film we're going to be making fair enough i I think that that, i think that's how they should do it i but i'm uh, but I, I think that they will try to milk it cat, because it's a cash cow. Yeah. I think they will try and milk it for as much as they can, and it'll it, be a downward. Slope. It'll end up. It'll end up getting bad press, and they always they will be the later films. Not that they'll never be able to ruin the the early films. But yeah, the later, but the later films. films will just yeah. be known as these uh, just trash, basically. Okay, yeah. Jack. Um, I'm going to go similar. I I kind of see that that exact same thing. Um, I. I would look at it from a personal point of view for me. Um, 
I have, I'm a, you know, I love these films and always have, but since Endgame, I have no hype for any of the no announcements that are coming yeah. next. And I'm like, if I already don't have that interest now, yeah. how am I going to film four years time when they're still making them or three years time or whatever? Um, and I'm sure there'll be films in there. I'll still see them. And I'm sure there'll be films in there that I will absolutely love. But Endgame kind of for me was the climactic. That was the last yeah. queue up outside the cinema with excitement kind yeah. of film. Yeah, and, and, and the hype around when everyone saw it, uh, it was just like a, a, such an atmospherical thing. And I just don't, I don't feel that hype anymore. No. Like, you know, I love these yeah, characters yeah. still, but I don't feel the hype for any more films. So. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you. Weirdly enough, you know, I've read the entire, here's what we're doing, Marvel list. And the only one I actually still feel that excitement for is Black Widow. Oh, really? I'm generally really excited for Black Widow just because it's almost because it's before Endgame it's set before, and it's after yeah. Civil War. So it yeah, fits, so still within, it fits within, within that, that yeah, beautiful that timeline yeah. that ties a knot in her story yeah. Yeah. that is mm. almost affected because of her death in Endgame. Yeah, sure. That... I just I want this beautiful send off for this actress Cin- I really like and this cinematic. character yeah. in a way it's like. cinematic isn't it as well like you say yeah. because of her death in and, and this oh, almost I mean, we, I mean Endgame's been out long enough yeah. now <laughs> and, and, and I think that film for me in my own headcanon secures her place as an Avenger because yeah. there's always been the argument ah, she's, she's just not an, Avenger, an agile yeah. gun shooter but yeah. <laughs> you know I think that would sort of tie her place for but, me but do you feel the same about yeah, after completely. that after- I think it's they're going to have to be very careful because I think it's a very easy case that people will just not be Lose bothered. The interest, yeah. I'm a mega comic book fan and, and even I'm yeah. burnt out. Yeah. You know, out we talked it. about it with John Wick. I, I'm just, Hey, you don't respect, no you disrespect Keanu Reeves like that ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, he um, might be, a, he might, as you said, might not be a great actor. Oh, I, love, I love legend. Keanu. He's great. And he's fantastic as John Wick. We've yeah. been over that. Yeah. But um, Bradley, what about you? La- quickly. What about you? Would you well, reckon? Yeah, well, it will be quick. Um, I just think that I, I'm always a, the kind of person to just say, let them do what they want to do. If, if like, there's going to be someone around the world that is super hyped for something that they've announced that no one else is hyped for. And if that one person can benefit from it, it's their money, you know? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's Marvel's money. So, I don't, it, like we said, it doesn't tarnish what they've done. You can cut off at Endgame and say that's your MCU that you love. You don't have to take part and watch all the all the extras. It doesn't have to be for everybody, but I don't see a problem with them carrying on if that's what they want to do, because um, someone will benefit. Some someone yeah, will. Someone will really find enjoy enjoyment it. from this, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I don't really. I don't know. I'm never against like. Uh, like I would never say, oh, they should just stop, because there will be someone out there that loves it, and it doesn't just because I've loved these and I might not like the next ones doesn't mean i should say to them stop because i don't want the extra stuff you know you're always yeah, so think... peppy and positive right? <laughs> it's, it's because like i don't know it is a case it makes of that me it's, sick. It's the <laughs> i don't know that's just how i think of it it's no, just no, it's, someone it's a, will enjoy it's a, it yeah exactly it's a beautiful hour yeah it is um i'm glad yeah so <laughs> should we move on to our last section of the day which is mm-hmm. another which quiz. is a quiz we love a quiz so this is also another hostile takeover because <laughs> our, our guest, the critic, has decided to pose to all three of us a marble quiz. Yay. 
with comic and how diverse you are yeah you're such yeah. a diverse person here so uh, um so let's go straight do you want to give us the first question again, it'll be uh, it'll be about the uh, umbrella academy or the dc universe yeah. um right okay so uh these are all mcu based mm-hmm. um mcu specifically based uh, yes um mcu based uh and i've got four they're all multiple choice and you've got four options for each question okay and it's oh, five we got a yeah yeah well i didn't uh, i i did four options for three of the uh, for the first yeah. three questions yeah, i thought yeah. i'll just carry on with that um okay uh question one is everyone ready wait did, did anyone yep. give him the memo that the first two are supposed to be really easy or not i bet they did, I bet did no you one get no well i no, no, but uh, I, I do listen to the podcast. So you are. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, he's a fan. Yeah, he's a fan. <laughs> um, right, okay. So, uh, that is probably actually. If I get it wrong. That yeah, is this so is probably going to be quite a difficult one first. So, I, I actually know. I think Chris will get this. Oh, Chris, um, yeah, brilliant. Uh, what film <laughs> considered the first in the MCU as we know it today? So, I'm not talking. Um, the old Spider-Man films. I'm not talking about. The, I know they're obviously not. Are you, to, are you talking chronologically? I, no, no. I'm talking. Uh, what was the first film? Like real-world release. Yeah, a real-world okay. release. Um, that was uh, considered to be the first of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not necessarily the first of the uh, MCU, but the uh, first Marvel movie. By, yeah, yeah. I owned outright by like. Uh, Disney. Uh, yeah. we, uh, this may necessarily it c- might be before the Disney era, but what was the first that was Marvel's way of saying we're going to start reading these out films. these yeah. films now? Okay. Go on, give us the options. Uh, okay, so uh, A, Iron Man, yeah. first one. Uh, B, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. C, The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Or D, Thor. Right. So it's not a Captain America: First Avenger was after Iron Man and also after Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last? What was from Thor? Thor. Thor was the early. So, so, was... so it's the first one they made out of those four movies, yeah? That's the gist of it. First release. Oh, I can't remember what number. You which, can't remember? Let's know which letters were which, but I, I would say The Incredible Hulk was yeah, that's the, what the, I the earliest thought. one. I've never but seen it. I don't it. know if that's. Have you not? I so, have. That's, is no. that the one with. Um, Eric Banner. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah. Eric Banner's the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm going with Iron Man. I'm pretty okay. sure Iron Man was first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Hulk. I'm going to go with the Hulk as well. Uh, Two yeah, Hulks so in the it's, uh, it's the Hulk. Now, I know why you've gone for Iron Man because it is it was the yeah, first he, one to yeah it was the first one considered part of the Avengers movie franchise. Okay. Mm. Uh, but um, uh, the Incredible Hulk technically ever seen yeah so it came out the year before um Shit, it came out the year before yeah, Iron it Man. came out the year before iron man but the reason why i've because iron man's said, in the end credits scene exactly yeah so iron man's in the end, end credit scene but that was actually when they had only first started to discuss with robert downey jr about the iron man films oh my god i had no so idea they uh so he was i believe there was actually an argument after they had filmed that end credit sequence whether they whether they were actually going to ever use Robert Downey Jr. as the Iron Man, but they thought that's why they'll put it in as the end uh, credits rather than as part of the film, because hmm. if they decided to change it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is technically the first of the MCU as we would know it today. I'm going one for one. Okay, uh, so uh, question Same. two: uh, Which of these characters 
uh, had such a good film adaptation. I will uh, explain the question. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, had such a good film adaptation uh, in terms of physical appearance that Marvel officially decided to change the way the character looks in the comics. Wow. Okay. Right? A, Hawkeye. Yeah. B, Loki. C, Nick Fury. Or D, Star Lord. Wow. I've got no oh. idea about that. Okay. I've never seen what they look like before. Oh, well, could not the alchemy be made that doesn't this apply to a couple of those characters? No? Uh, I know, I, I knew he was going to do this. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, so uh, this, is, uh, this is what I said about explaining the question. So, um, yes, it has happened, and that's why there are two, uh, two in this list have acted, this has happened to. However, okay. the, first. Uh, the, uh, the reason why... Uh, uh, the reason why I've done it, it like this is because um, one of these, when they changed it for the comic, they didn't change it because of the film adaptation. They just changed it for the comics. Got which you. kind of so looks it's... a bit more like the comic, uh, the film adaptation, but it was nothing to do with the film adaptation. Okay, yeah. Whereas okay. this one was specifically done yeah. because, because of, the, of film. the film adaptation. Oh, God, okay. what are we going for? So with the option again, Nick Fury. Uh, so Hawkeye, Loki, Nick Fury or Star-Lord? I'm going to go Star-Lord. Okay, Bradley? I'm going to go with Nick Fury. I am going to go with... Oh, do, I pick a, do I pick a side or do I just go completely different? I'm <laughs> going to go... Pick a side. Pick a side, any side. Um, you said Star-Lord, he said Nick Fury. Who was the other? Loki and... Hawkeye. Oh, screw Hawkeye. Um, I'm going to go with Star-Lord as well. Okay. Um, so it was Nick Fury. No! Now, <laughs> now what's great about this, right, is that... Uh, uh, Nick Fury, as you can probably side, imagine, Nick. with a with an American uh, comic book, it was very much about the uh, eye patch, mm. grey hair. He was a white guy. Yeah, I mean, David David Hasselhoff played him. Yeah, so uh, he was specifically a white guy. However, uh, when uh, Samuel Jackson was given the role, um, after they had, uh, I believe it was like two or three films in with Nick Fury in them with. Um, Samuel Jackson being it, where they actually realized that it was quite, it was just a better look for the character. Yeah. It gave it more style and more attitude rather than this whole Nick, because Nick Fury in the comics originally um, was a military man. He was very much about, he was a, I think he was an ex soldier, was he? Yeah. Like so I think they he had some links to the super soldier programs yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so he, but he was very much about this uh, typical, um, like American, American propaganda guy. kind of like the perfect Colonel kind of yeah. look with the gray stripes down the side of the hair and things like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they changed Nick Fury. Um, okay. So question three um, in Avengers infinity war, uh, Thor gets a new god weapon. What was this called? A, Stormbreaker. B, the Nutcracker. <laughs> C, the mega scary killer axe of death. Um, or D, Mjolnir. Oh, I wish it was the Nutcracker. Yeah, I wish it was the Nutcracker. That'd be amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm Infinity coming War, for yeah. you, Thanos. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm at uh, Stormbreaker. Yeah, Stormbreaker. Yeah, agreement. Yeah. 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 That should have been the first one. Yeah, that should have been the first one. Yeah. Although now I think I, I got one right. <laughs> Go on. Now uh, it was only this morning that I found out we're supposed to do five questions. So these are the two that I made today. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. 
Uh, okay, so uh, the MCU is the highest grossing movie franchise of all time. But what is the second? I looked this up. Oh my god! I is didn't... it a franchise? Yeah, go on. Highest grossing second franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually talking about this not long ago. Is it A. Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. B. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. C. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Or D. The Fast and the Furious. Star Wars. It's got to be Star Wars. It's got to be hands yeah. down. Got to be and Star Wars. There's so many of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so Star Wars. it's Star Wars, and then it's Harry Potter straight after, yes. isn't it? And then Lord of the Rings or something. Lord of the Rings is in yeah. that. Yeah. Lord of the Rings just doesn't have enough film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings is pretty. Is is Holds. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Does, yeah, does, does, that, does that throw I, the I Hobbit movies in there? Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, Hobbit does it? Does yeah. uh, Okay, yeah. but still, it still does well. But yeah, I'm so glad because I had this debate, and I tell you why because. I was having a debate with someone who I will not be named um, that basically they were telling me <laughs> Harry Potter was better than Star Wars. And I Wait, was just... Bradley? No, 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 not Bradley. No, no, oh, no, for no, a minute, Bradley, no, 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 you no, was getting no, the talking no, of no, your no, life. No, we were having a chat and they, and they were telling me that Harry Potter was Star Wars. <laughs> I thought he was just, trying to protect you. But I think they no. hit me with the whole Dumbledore <laughs> Gandalf um, as well with Lord of the Rings. We've already discussed this. And they were Pop on the head, sword through the heart. Yeah, they were saying stuff about like lightsabers aren't cool and stuff. And I was just like, yeah. So I had to look it up to prove a point. But anyway, go on. Okay, uh, so uh, question five, last question. Hmm. Uh, I should have definitely done these in a better order. That's <laughs> fine, just um, go for okay, it. Okay, uh, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Rocket requests three things in order to escape from prison. What were they? Okay. Are they A, a security guard, a fork, and an ankle monitor? Uh-huh. B, a security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg? C, binoculars, a detonator, and a prosthetic leg. Yeah. D, knife, cable wires, and Peter's mixtape. Can we have them one more time? Yeah. Uh, so A, security guard, a fork, and an ankle monitor. Mm-hmm. B, a security band, a battery, and a prosthetic leg. C, binoculars, a detonator, and a prosthetic leg. And D, a knife, Cable wires and Peter's mixtape. I am going to go with B. Bradley, I'm going to go with A. <laughs> Can I go with B? Yep, it was B. Boom! And do you know it's what? a prosthetic leg that. Yeah, uh, I had to think about it. Do you know what the reason I? Do you know why I went with B? Solely because the determination on Chris's face. No, I went with B. <laughs> really, the reason I went with B, right, was because. I was going in that blind. I'll tell you why, and you're probably both going to hate me or all going to hate me, but I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy one time, uh, and it was literally ages and ages ago, and I've never even seen the second one. So I was like, I'm going in blind at that question. They're two of my favourite... MCU. I don't like Guardians. No, of the I'm not a massive. No, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I like the first one because I'd never really heard of it, but uh, the second one. Uh, really unpopular opinion. I prefer the second one. Oh, oh, no. There we go. We yeah, found, we found the, the ones movie. I don't. We found the Marvel movies I don't like. You don't like. Only three. I forgot they existed. He's like a Canadian, isn't he? He's just never negative about anything. Is he? Just <laughs> even then, he wasn't even nasty about him. He's no. like, I just don't really like him that much. <laughs> just not for me. <laughs> just not really a cup, my cup of tea. Um, right. So um, we now we've got to do closing thoughts, yes. right? and I'm really hoping that Matt has a closing thought because do, obviously, do, do you want to share? You've got to have some random closing thought. Any anything random? Think, like even hit us with like a random fact. Like yeah, it can be fun. related to that. It can be related to nothing. Yeah, we always have to do these. Uh, oh, I, I, I did actually think of one yesterday, and now I've forgotten it. Um, <laughs> no, no, it has to be in the moment. Yeah, it's just oh, right, it has to be in the moment. Yeah, it can't be. Prepared. It has to be in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't got one, 
we'll move on to see if anyone else has one. Yeah, see if anybody else has one. All right, so I reckon um, if you're one of those weirdos who thinks that, you know, um, whatever his face can be up Dumbledore, uh, oh God! If you think <laughs> Dumbledore can beat up Gandalf, yeah, yeah, I, yeah okay, I've got him right. I got him right, right around. Yeah. All I'm saying is You're we're going to give him a lightsaber, and then he's going to chop your little Dumbledore into bits. <laughs> so deal with that. <laughs> what? I don't know that's why my closing thought. You said, Matt, that, said that's an example of what a closing thought could be. Weren't any right. good, yeah. right? So <laughs> I'm giving him a lightsaber. I mean, he's going to beat him up without the lightsaber, but now he's got that as well. Yeah. I can imagine somebody following you down a hospital corridor <laughs> saying that to you in your ear and you just try to walk faster, but you can't really be rude to him. I mean, this is why they put me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, it was enough of a closing thought, to be honest. And we've all had our little say on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris, 100%. Give him a lightsaber any day. Well, give Gandalf a lightsaber and <laughs> or he'll don't. beat Dumbledore. Yeah, or don't. And he'd, he'd beat Dumbledore. I mean, no, no, Dumbledore is doing hands down. No, you're just whining. Are, that, are, are you... Are you... What throwing hands or like wands and no, we're saying everything to their advantage. Got but Dumbledore's it. Dumbledore's being all nice and kind to him, being like, Oh, come be a teacher at my school. He's just back straight on the head, sword <laughs> through the heart. Done, <laughs> Quick, even clean. if he Gandalf's wasn't. a savage, mate. He's not messing around, <laughs> he's not going, Come no, work at my wizarding school. <laughs> well, you think no, no, even just... if Dumbledore fought him, he cheap shots the, the steward of Gondor. <laughs> he's not worrying about <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is beautiful. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just say, he's the only guy in a franchise to die and come back cleaner than when he dies. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, and <laughs> you're, telling <laughs> me, you're, you're telling me that um, Dumbledore's more powerful than a Balrog. <laughs> Gandalf yeah, owns that guy, and he's a dark demon of dark magic. They're actually the same, the same thing. Like, yeah, they're may of... are Mayas. Yeah. 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 Okay, we'll leave Mayas. it at that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we can't get into that. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that. That's uh, for yeah. Podcast. So I'm gonna sign off now. Yeah. I will see you later, guys. Yeah. See you later, everyone. Thanks for having me. See you later. <laughs>